Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It still burns after all this time. Good afternoon and welcome to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday. What is it? July 21st, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger talking video games, the happenings and goings on within this industry we love so much. And uh, also a bunch of games we played and some other stuff. Also, for those of you who've been waiting all week to hear what, uh, what Scott thinks of his Steam Deck, you'll find out today. Not yet, but later in the show. So that's all coming up. Stick around. Let's go. Uh, do you guys know John Romero's making a new first-person shooter? I saw the article, but I didn't read it. Well, <laughs> that's that's good, I guess. Um, you know, whatever. Well, you know, it wasn't like, oh my god, I have to read this now. It's like after they, right. after he and Ed made Doom, and then Doom Two, and then you know, Quake and Quake Two, uh, and then Daikatana. <laughs> Daikatana was next, and so since then, we haven't had a shooter from from John Romero, and Daikatana was bad. That was a bad video game. Although he does crop up every now and then to make new <coughs> levels for Doom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you ever hear about that? Like, every now and then it'd be like, hey, John Romero decided to make a new Doom level. Like, yeah. I think he actually made several. Like, he almost made, like, his own little mini campaign. Yeah, he made, um, I think even recently he was still doing that. And he's made other games in the in the recent uh, years. There, his little company made Empire of Sin last year or two years ago, uh, which is this, like, kind of, I don't know, Rogue or uh, sorry, XCOM meets um, 1930s uh, liquor distribution simulator. Uh, it's all during the the uh, not the depression. What's it called the where no one could drink the prohibition. Prohibition, jeez, all during prohibition. So it's like this like mobster. Hey, see, we got we got a warehouse full of liquor. See, man, like that kind of stuff. And it was okay. It was all right game i think it leaned, it leaned in like the con the turn-based XCOM part of it was actually pretty good and i think that should have been the core of the game because the management stuff just was like unwieldy it was like oh my gosh i gotta 
figure out why Vinny's late with a truck full of beer and this guy over here can't get, I don't know, so something about it was a little bit too much. But he's been doing other things. But now, Romero Games is hiring for an all-new FPS. Here's what they say. It's the new dawn from Romero Games. We're working with a major publisher to develop John Romero's next shooter, an all-new FPS with the original new IP. Uh, our team is expanding, and we're looking for talented people all I say for all positions and at all experience levels. In particular, those with Unreal Engine 5 experience. Oh, shit. All experience levels. Yeah. <laughs> so zero Bo. experience levels can get in. Bo, you're in. Get you want to go? There, Bo. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> that really opens things up, man. Yeah. Like, hey, John, I read a book. Yeah. yeah all experience levels. Actually, I, I don't know. My daughter, I, for some reason, so my daughter's always on the lookout after she graduated for a games job. And, um, She's going to go to Iceland for a couple of months for a gig that I haven't told anyone about yet. But anyway, during that process, oh, my sister loves Iceland. Yeah, Iceland's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I would always go, "Oh, hey, did you hear Hello Games is hiring?" Or, "Hey, did you hear so and so's hiring?" I don't know if I want to tell her Romero Games is hiring. I don't know why. Why? Why would well, that tell her? She's an adult. She, she can is. Decide. She can make it a decision for herself. <laughs> you don't have to do herself. the protective dad thing and like keep the truth away from her, and you'll find out when you're older. I just know that there were games. like during those early Doom years, you know, that stuff was. I don't know. For some uh, reason, I picture but them he all. He seems pretty chill. Yeah. Are you afraid his hair is going to come alive, <laughs> bayonetta style? Just like open the door for her, and he'll just be like. Just yeah. The hair turns into a hand beckoning to come in. She follows it, and then he's just <laughs> sitting in a room, and it's all around him. It's yeah. combing itself. Yeah, but it now has options to turn. To there's, there's options now to turn the nudity off, so the hair will just it'll be like a black undersuit. So it's all it's all okay now. And plus, he's 54 or something. He's not like running around like a 22 year old with his wiener out anymore. Well, you're right? not worried about him. Are you worried about him or just no. a toxic dude, bro, workplace that a Doom style shooter game might have, right? Well, like, okay. It's confession time. I met John Romero in the 90s at a place called Software, etc., where he was working part time and working with his friends at id to make their first oh game oh my god yeah yeah what this is a crazy i know this is crazy this is huge it is crazy he was you here bumped in- into john romero <laughs> when he was just john romero schlub at computer store well, guy the, the like- problem is i didn't even know why wh- he hadn't done anything big yet so i just knew him as yeah. this guy that my friend knew as john romero we went and saw him we hung out for a bit he was there's a whole story I probably shouldn't say on the air because I don't know how public it is. But there's a whole there's a whole dirty back end story that supposedly happened with him and a girlfriend from high school and this whole thing. I don't know. Anyway, so, so there's yeah. the, so there was yeah, that. Let's maybe leave that out. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that part out. We of it. Well, we either leave yeah. it out or we lean hard into it. No, like, leave it out. We'll leave it out. We got to pick a direction. I want Romero. I'm sure he's doing great. I don't. There's no casting. Everyone's a dick in high school. It's not you know. It's not fair. I don't think. But anyway, uh, sure. he was working there part time. Somebody he was related to owned this place called Software Etc. They don't exist anymore. Not Software Etc. Um, John worked at Software Etc. It's called. Uh, I did. I'm, in fact, I'm a little upset at this more successful than me, John, who also worked at a software. <laughs> That's what's Cetera. throwing me off. Oh, John, uh, yeah, software. Yeah. It was software and more. That's what it was. It was a local software. And more. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally. <laughs> say, it was like saying software, etc. Except back except in the day, more. we didn't have great names for a software store. <laughs> no. Man, <laughs> they were already scraping the barrel with software, etc. So I didn't know they had a competing software and more. And Man. I think it's software, the, I, but not just software. <laughs> Yeah, not shit software. Only the good stuff. But it's only it was only the single store. There was no regional or, or national chain or anything. It was just one place. 
Okay. And uh, it's, it's, it's a, Mr. Robot, basically. Kind of, yeah. And I, yeah, that's actually a really good comparison because I also worked at a Mr. Robot like computer company. And so that's how it was all tied together. And we got over mm. there. Anyway, the point is, I think they had just pushed Commander Keen out and uh, were working yeah. on working on Doom or no, Wolfenstein. Maybe they may even been done with that and we're working on Spear of Destiny, but I still didn't know he was involved or something. Oh, okay. Anyway, long story short. I just have this feeling still from then that those guys were all just lighting their farts on fire and and <laughs> being gross all day. I know that's probably not what Romero Games is today. So I just think that's my weird hang up where I'm like, mm. should I tell Carter they have an opening or not? I don't know. It's weird. Right. It's a well, because we all were that age and we all did stupid stuff. Yeah. I still remember the first time I went over to a friend's house and he was like, look, I can light my hand on fire if I spray stuff in it. And like saw somebody do that thing where they light their hand on fire with cologne. Yeah. Like, the, what the hell were we doing? <laughs> you know, it's youth. I get it. We all did it. <laughs> like everybody did dumb stuff like that. I burned all the hair off of one of my arms because somebody told me that if you do um bug spray bug repellent through a lighter it turns into a flamethrower yeah. and wanting to be responsible not dangerous i decided to do this aimed at a running sink of water oh. and the fire hit the sink curled back up over the sink and went right up my arm and burned all the hair off of my oh arm. my lord that's it's terrifying. I feel like I could have told you that, though. Even then, I think I knew. You that know before. what? Yeah, a lot of common sense <laughs> would have told you that that would have happened. Uh, common sense I did not possess and that a lot of people don't possess when they're that age. Yeah. Like people do some really stupid stuff. Honestly, we need to be nicer to each other, because if we weren't this community that takes care of each other and helps each other in some way. Like, how do any of us make it? I agree. Age of 13? I don't think I Scott's worried about John Romero lighting his hand on fire and Kurt. No, you know, no, it's it's the it's the sexual assault dude bro place. Like, yeah, I just think I, well, shit, sure. the headlines yeah. of the times are like these software companies are not exactly welcoming to certain types of people necessarily, and you just you know that would yeah. be the concern. And right? it's they, obviously you know, I'm obviously shit abusive uh, workplace. Exactly, and I'm in the, like paranoid dad mode, you know, so. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all fine. She's going to go yeah, do this thing in, in yeah, Iceland. But, uh, I told her while she's in Iceland, if the the CCP people come over just to see what they're doing, going Borka Borka, what do we got going here? And if they say, hey, we need a young American female artist uh, slash animator slash whatever to come help us over here at at Eve Online. I said, would you take it? And she still hasn't answered me. I don't know what it means. Maybe she would. Yeah, Maybe she'd she work for that. Tell you she's going to be in Iceland. Well, my sister, my sister and her husband went to Iceland. They loved it there. She wants to go back. Yeah, that's it's really, cool. It's a really great place. Yeah. So you know, you always hear, "Oh, it's made of ice." No, no, it's Greenland that's icy. It's uh, made of volcanoes. Yeah, and it's all uh, they got the loot, lutefisk crap, which eat. It's like red dead, red dead, dead fish. I looked at the Romero Games logo, which looks like a red dead logo, and I thought of red dead. That's why I said red dead. <laughs> but it's like fish that's like putrefied and stuff, and you eat it out of a can and makes everyone gag and it's a real hoot on tiktok but i guess it's a beloved sort of thing to eat over there and i told her that if she eats it she has to film it so we'll see how that goes anyway so she's definitely going or no oh yeah she's gonna go that's awesome that is happening yeah i'm that's excited awesome. for her yeah. it's gonna be very and as a cool. parent you're just like oh you're gonna be so far away you want to be protective and you're basically yeah. and she'll be gone for two holidays she'll be gone for oh three 
She'll be gone for Thanksgiving because that's right around a little bit after she leaves. And then Christmas she'll miss. And then uh, New Year, she'll, she'd fly back on New Year's Day. So. Well, if she's up for it, you guys should schedule a weekly Zoom call at the very least. Oh, yeah. Check in. We do that in our family just even because of COVID. Check in, make sure everyone's okay. And yeah. All that. Yeah, we do all that. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we should, you should, you know. She'll do great. She's the out of her mind sure. excited. So, um, yeah. Of course, she's going to the country it. and Iceland's great. Bjork's from there, and yeah, it's I just my sister raves about it constantly. So you know, is it weird that I want to destroy her cat while she's gone? Is that weird? Should I not feel that yes. way? Wait, yes, what? I hate her destroy? cat. Her, her cat's well, a cat. The, you. Her cat's a butthole. He's not a nice cat. And uh, you you know. just be just. Keep your distance from each other. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, you don't gotta do something to it. Draw a line on the floor. You know, treat it like a like a bad sitcom. Draw a line on the floor and go. All right, cat. This is your side. This is my side. Mm, I don't think Deckard established Kane, boundaries. Deckard Kane does not follow those rules. By the way, speaking of pets and, and video games, so all our pets right now, up till recently, were kind of nerdy names. So you got Jim Rayner, the female dog, my dog. Had her since 2015. Brighter days for Blizzard. That's why she's named after a Blizzard character. Uh, and then you got Kurt Carter's dog, who's a Weimariner, big old dog named Ripley. She's based. She's named after Ellen Ripley from the Aliens movies. And then we named Deckard after Deckard Kane. Although that's an easy one, uh, the cat, because we can easily switch it and say, no, this is Deckard from Blade Runner if we want to. Um, sure. But it doesn't matter. It's nerdy either way, right? Well, Kim just got... Uh, it's a long story why, but she ended up with a little... Kakashitsapoo dog type. I don't know what the little little thing. I hate thing. when a Kakashitsapoo, but you know it happens. <laughs> it does happen when you least expect it. That that cock is going to shitsapoo. Anyway, she uh, got this little dog, and it's a girl again because we only like girl dogs apparently in our house. And um, they were trying to name it. And Kim loves Shits Creek, the Canadian show Shits Creek, and the character played by Catherine O'Hara or Catherine O'Hara named Moira. She decided to name the dog Moira, but the joke's on her because there's a Moira or Moria or have you say her name in Overwatch. She's the uh, uh, the tall redheaded like magic lady with the the two fists and one heels yes, and one the shoots. Iconic, the iconic Overwatch character Moira. <laughs> everyone knows because everyone. everybody was definitely still playing that video game when that character got it. Yeah, but it helps me uh, because I don't feel like you know what I, it's a know. character from the X Men. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. We'll use that. That's better. Who's who's Moira next? Yeah, what's her power? I don't remember what she does. Well, so for the longest time, she was sort of like the human that helped the X Men, but recently, uh, I think it was Jonathan Hickman did a run where her mutant powers, when she dies, she gets born again. Is she like she gets taken back in time to the moment she was born with all the knowledge that she had from the life she just lived. Oh, poor and her. And the yeah. big reveal is that it in Marvel continuity has happened five times prior to this. And so she has been appearing as just a regular person, not a mutant. She actually has this crazy mutant power and has been kind of trying to influence the events of the Marvel universe for a long time. Cause she's seen it play out multiple different ways. Interesting. So does she, she still has to live that. This is all ringing a bell. Now I don't remember where I saw it. It was probably a book. Um, Oh wait, did they have her? No, that's what I'm gonna be. But, but, but she has to start as a baby and go all through that again. Yeah. Ugh, that sounds like hell to me. That's yeah. awful. 
I mean, great, you know all your shit when you come back the third and fourth time, but but if you keep dying, oh, that's a rotten power. I don't like it, no sir. <laughs> I mean, it just depends how good those years are, right? Like, yeah. you know, if you were come from an abusive home, that's that would be terrible. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, it would be awful if you have to relive those shitty years over and over again. Oh my god. Yeah, it sounds bad. Chat that's says power ever. Benjamin in the chat says, I just watched that movie. What movie? I don't I don't know what movie that would be. Do I, did I just watch something that was there like might, that? There might be a movie where that's what I... Oh, I watched, like. um, I watched uh, Edge of Tomorrow with the chat room some time ago, or last Friday, and um, that movie's kind of like that. But they don't relive their whole life. They just He just relives the last three days of <laughs> his whole life again. That movie's awesome, it's by the way. But Edge of a Lifetime. Yeah, Edge of a Lifetime is much harder. Oh, my gosh. Groundhog Life. There you go. Um, all right. Well, anyway... John Romero making a new shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Covered it. Do we want, do we, is there anything we want out of him in particular? Do we want something? I mean, Unreal 5, uh, that's let's great. Let's innovate, please. So John Romero gets a lot of like, you know, love because he was a historic figure in gaming, deserve. Sure. But um, I, it doesn't strike me that he's like doing anything innovative at this juncture with the shooter. So unless he makes a solid Doom at Eternal ass level of game, which would be very welcome. That'd be awesome. Um, then let's get something innovative. Yeah, that'd so be cool, those right? Those would be the two things I would wish for, but you know they can make whatever they want, I guess. But, yeah, you know, so. I mean, I yeah, yeah. I what yeah. I I don't know what I want. I don't want Daikatana. I know that that was bad. Um, no, no Daikatana. No, I no. just think it's interesting that somebody like it's a real testament to where our heads were, video gaming wise, that someone can be so synonymous with their genre of game that they can just be like, Hey, I'm making a first person shooter. And that alone is newsworthy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like there aren't 500 million shooters. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's big news because someone who was really, really good at it is doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. Now it seems, it seems like, uh, well, I don't know. I, I, what I want out of John Romero may not be what's wrong with our screen today. This is so effed up. I don't know. What are you doing? I'm trying to show people this stupid article. <laughs> yeah, your screen is out of control, it's dude. Totally out oh, of control. there's me. It's like the intro to Cowboy Bebop going on right now. It's like you installed OBS for the first time and you're trying to figure out. What there it is. <laughs> God, I don't know what happened there. Something got up. Um, <laughs> hey, call your grandson. He'll tell you what to do. It's really screwed up. Anyway, uh, I seriously don't know what caused that, but I'll figure it out later. All right, moving on. Ubisoft canceled a bunch of stuff. And um, you're all wondering where Splinter Cell was as a franchise. Well, we kind of know where it was supposed to be heading. And I'm kind of mixed on this because I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd really care that much about a stealth VR game. I would prefer a mainline Splinter Cell game probably. But anyway, Splinter Cell VR, Ghost Recon Frontline, and some other unannounced games are officially canceled at the studio, which happens sometimes. Various studios cancel projects all the time. Uh, I guess Frontline was going to be a battle royale. Real oh. late to the party battle royale that they were making for Ghost Recon. Well, wait a minute. So that means they were working on what three battle royales and couldn't get their shit together because they had the one that was in beta and then they pulled it. What was that called? Uh, oh my gosh, it's so memorable. I can't remember the damn name. Um, anyway, whatever that was, they had their like futuristic looking uh, one that was out. It was actually out in beta and then they canceled it. And then there was a, something else they were working on that was Battle Royale-ish. And then this, I guess. A um, little too late, probably, in that market. Yeah, weird Weird that you can't chase 
uh, trends like that. Like video game development isn't really fast enough to chase a trend that way. No. The only reason Fortnite got away with it, because that's the thing everybody always points at is everyone goes, well, Fortnite did it. The only reason Fortnite was able to do it was because the game already existed. They just took a game that already was there and tweaked it into a thing. That's yeah. a lot different than, hey, guys, I think these battle royales are uh, really taken off. Let's spend three years trying to make the next one that's going to be really popular. Yeah. Like, you know, that, it reminds me of those early chasing's bad. It reminds me of those early WoW days when everybody was chasing WoW. And that never kind of always that was happening a lot. You can even argue Final Fantasy. It, at least, I don't know, to some degree, the original release of Final Fantasy fourteen, maybe as even as it stands now, these were all games that were just chasing WoW success. And yep. so one or two make it through and the rest fall off the edge. And they and this is the, I don't know why we don't learn our lessons. Like, I would have seen Fortnite to some degree, um, Apex Legends, and of course PUBG. I, I would see those and go, that's really formidable, guys. I don't know if we really need to try to, carve because you're never going to carve it out enough of that pie to be meaningful for a company the size of ubisoft just like you know their um, blizzard never carved out enough of an audience for heroes to do that to the moba market um it just seems like a weird thing to chase but i guess this is the result they had to cancel it. it's not happening now splinter cell vr is interesting uh, that was being let's see created by ubisoft, uh, ubisoft redstorm studio and they're a capable bunch up there um, what surprises me about all this is that the game that wasn't uh, canceled and now has like a release date for this year is Skull and Bones. The game we all thought was going to be canceled is the game that's actually coming out. And actually, if I'm honest, it's the one I am most interested in of all of these. I, I'm much, yeah. much happier to hear Skull and Bones is actually happening. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so what's the deal? Like you can't buy their games anymore? No. Oh, that's a whole different thing. So the... Um, different news story, but but they they disc or they decommissioned a bunch of existing games that had certain DLC oh. elements that were online related and or multiplayer stuff. So so Brotherhood, remember Assassin's Creed Brotherhood? Sure. One would argue. Who can forget? One one would argue it was the original Among Us. I, I would argue because uh, yeah, the multiplayer. Actually, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I really yeah. enjoyed that stuff. I thought that game was that multiplayer was rad. Um, neat ideas. I wish they wouldn't have dropped it. Although but anyway. there was a Steam game called The Ship that I think predates Brotherhood. Oh, The Ship, I was eh? a big fan of it. It was a old game uh, back in the day, but it was basically like you're on a ship with a bunch of other NPCs and uh, you all have a target that you need to kill. Mm. Um, but it's just one person and it's like your attempts to kill that person while blending in, while you know, you can't get caught doing it. Uh, this is a, a long time ago, mm. but uh, it was a cool game. And it, it definitely had that DNA for what Among Us would eventually become. Interesting. I'm, I'm still surprised we didn't see more Among Us likes crop up as quickly. Like, I feel like we're seeing that with Vampire Survivors and other kinds of, you know, hot little properties. But for whatever Among Us felt like, there may have been a few before it, but it was the one that really landed and then nobody tried to dupe it. I know there's like a little Western one you can buy for like 10 bucks where you're trying to be nonchalant in a little old West town. And it's basically among us, but set in the old West, um, third person, you know, a little more realistic or whatever, but, but yeah, that always surprised me anyway. So this is interesting. There was a trailer last October. They showed people doing stuff in this ghost recon frontline game. 
the game's announcement had significant backlash to the point that YouTube, before they were letting you see dislikes, or before they stopped letting you see dislikes, that channel and that video had accrued 4.8 thousand likes compared to 17,000 dislikes within a couple of days. Now, whether that informed the decision or not, I don't know, but it probably played a part because, <laughs> you know, why are you going to try to push a game that nobody wants to play? Oh, back to Bo's point. Sorry, I didn't even answer the thing. They decommissioned a bunch of games. Uh, Brotherhood was one. Like, if you own Brotherhood, you can still play it. The single-player game's all there, but none of that multiplayer stuff works. And then the one that was based in the... It was like an offshoot of the French one. Oh, I forgot the name of it, but that whole game won't work. So people are pissed. Oh, so they lose their single-player campaign because it has an online component? I think so. Like that? Either that or this was DLC. Liberation, that's it. Um, And the, I can't remember if Liberation was affected more because in itself it is... It is a, an example of DLC, like it's part of a main game's DLC, like Unity's uh, was the game I'm thinking of. I'm not 100% sure on that, but that all got so, decommissioned and people are up in arms and freaking yeah, out. I'm up, yeah, it's overwhelmingly negative on Steam. I'm just looking at Liberation right now. It's still available for sale for the 20th, but Ubisoft delisted this game, added that it will be inaccessible following September 1st. So I basically bought a digital paper. Wait. Yep. Basically. So they're still selling it, <clears throat> but then you just can't play it. Like they can't patch it so that people like it's an old game. Don't care. We're not selling it for all you people who bought it. Like hard to say. Their PR has been real fishy around it. I wish they would actually say something and say what why they didn't make it possible. That's like, all it would take. Like I mean, the amount of revenue they generate. Like I'm sure it's not easy. I like to say things are easy and they're not. But I'm sure it's not that expensive. It's also just <laughs> like bad. Just to be like, all right, these are DRM-free single-player games. Boom, here you go. Unless it's like so integrated, I just can't imagine that it would be unfixable. Yeah, it's just poor form, really. I hate, I hate that they, that they're. I hate when anyone does this, but in particular, this one just feels like they don't care. And how do they know in 30 years they're not going to be selling them like hotcakes? Like it was Square Enix, certainly they were going to be selling tons of Final Fantasy one through sevens, old ass games, like. Yeah, I don't. You think know what I mean? Know. Like, I, I, it's so, so lame on their part. Like, ugh, I agree. You know? Someone will figure out a way. Here's the other. Here's the funny part about it is well, yeah, we I always guess. freak out about this, but someone will preserve it. It'll work. They'll make it underground, and then you can get liberation. Yeah. I don't even know if they'll anyone be a mod really for cares. It and they'll get sued. Yeah, they'll get sued yeah. for it. Like I didn't put it in the news items, but the VR guy got sued, or not sued, but got takedown noticed for. Oh, the VR mod I used for Cyberpunk. He did one for like Take Two games, like GTA Five and RDR. They issued a takedown, and I'm like, "What? Why? What's wrong with you people? Because they let him the game, but they mod, but he's games. So they, uh. it, yeah, the mod runs as a separate executable. Like while you play, it modifies, I think, the game a little bit, but it's just to run on two screens on your VR headset. Like it doesn't do anything. That's dumb. <laughs> that annoys <laughs> it's me. It's like. So, like, basically, you know, it's like suing someone because you played the game in 720p resolution. Uh, the, the game wasn't designed to do it. Like, they're not suing him as takedown notice, but suing is coming after if it, there's no takedown. It's for, I, I'm telling you, man. Why even throw that energy out there? You were, the, you were so lame. Like, ugh, gross. I, I agree. A bunch of lawyers make a bad decision like this, and it's just so ugly. Like, why not? Why not? Imp- why are you even in the gaming space? Right. Also, don't have your games accessible through mod sites then. Like, if you're going to start... I mean, this is why Blizzard made some of their games. They, going forward, they made them online only. At the time, it was super controversial. Now everyone does it. But at the time, like Diablo 3, part of that was so that people couldn't modify it and change it. 
But some of the greatest, coolest things have come from mods. Entire industries have come from mods. Like, you know, Team Fortress was a freaking Quake mod that I played. I, mean, I loved it. There's an argument to be made in some some of it if you're trying to have a fair and balanced system to not put mods in. Like, if there's competition involved, I guess. But Sure. But if it's just a guy making a thing. Already are. Boo. Boo. This guy can it's, eat a poo. Or they can eat a poo. No, you're right. Like, it's, it's like I, I agree they should go after. There are people who do infringe, right? Like running your own server when it's a company that makes money from their servers, offering you authentic experience. Like I get that. I I, I get it. You know, I, I might not love it either, but I I under I can I can support that. But modding a game that already let you mod it, like GTA it's, Five it's, it's has like a billion context, mods, right? Like you can't just say let all mods happen or let no mods happen. It's like let mods that don't fundamentally undermine your business happen, and it's like making a VR version of your game. It's just splitting it onto two screens, and the screens are pasted to your eyeballs. Like, that's all you're changing. Yeah, you're not doing anything special there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, and yeah, maybe, and you're changing camera positions because there needs to be two cameras, but like, it's a display mod. Yeah. Like, it, it's not a big deal. It's yeah. not fundamentally changing gameplay or anything. It's not even giving you a benefit. It's harder to play in VR, probably, than on the screen. Hmm. So, it's so beyond stupid. Anyways, it's but pretty, that, that's sort of, dumb. yeah. Pretty Anyways, dumb. It's an example here, just like someone might mod those games and then Ubisoft could turn around and sue them and be like, sorry, yeah. we don't offer these anymore. We're trying to create scarcity now and screw people out of their game. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it. I hate to say it. That is what they're and doing. those people live. There are people who believe this is a good thing who live in the world. Like, that's their job. They made the decision. They happily support it, and they exist. And yeah. it's kind of unbelievable. They do. They have Thanksgiving with people. Think of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's dirty, dirty it's people. Like- all right. Uh, one other note about this Splinter Cell thing. I I was really hoping that that tease we got back from, oh, when was it? I think there's a note here about it. I uh, can't find it. There was a tease some time ago where it was like, they showed the goggles and then you were like, oh, at the end of their conference and you didn't know what they were going to do. Well, apparently this was it. It was a planned collaboration and exclusive deal with Meta Headset. So this was only going to be a Quest uh, 1 or 2 uh, exclusive. It was not going to be anywhere else, including Steam or anything. So I don't see this as a giant loss. Um, but I hope they're not, you know, done with Splinter Cell. It's one of my favorite things in the world. No, I think I think this is just, you know, trimming the fat, so to speak. But yeah, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see something more legitimate Splinter Cell coming up. Yeah, yeah. NFT Splinter Cell NFTs. Yeah. Because remember, Ubi's on the NFT train, right? They got their Quanto, Quanta, NFT Quanta. Oh, yeah. But didn't that, I thought that all farted out because they tried it in um, Ghost Recon. Uh, Honestly, Ubisoft gives me the impression of a company circling the drain right now. Like, into, like I don't, there's nothing exciting going on with them. They don't seem to have a very good public <laughs> image. I think getting trashed constantly. Like, they're obviously yeah. not circling the drain, but like, they got nothing interesting going on. Yeah, that's weird over there. Even their most interesting project, if you want to call it interesting, I don't think it's that interesting, but they were working on a big giant, um, uh, um, what's the name of that damn thing? Avatar game for the release of these upcoming Avatar sequels. And it was an exclusive deal with the filmmakers and all this deal. And that just got announced that it's delayed. Yeah, it's not coming out till after the movie. Yeah, that's that's yeah. bad. 
So yeah, it's not good signs. Like I agree with Bo. Like I think if you're just kind of watching what Ubisoft's doing, it's a lot of cancellations, bad PR, things being delayed. Uh, their own sexual know, scandals, of, by the way. Lack their of own. support, their own, you know, yeah. their own scandals and all of that, and just not a lot of good to balance that out. Yeah, and then public statements like, "Oh, we kind of hope someone buys us," or whatever they said. <laughs> Remember that a few months ago? It was like Microsoft was in the middle of the Activision announcement, and I, somebody quoted some executive or somebody at Ubisoft that they were hoping that they perhaps would be bought, which is a weird thing to say when you're a giant worldwide publisher and creator of games and you got to trying to avoid that just a few years ago. Remember the whole big fear that they were going to lose their market share and they were going to get bought out. And they, they sounded so sad on their, their E3 presentation and all of that. It was uh now they're like, yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Cause buys, they, they I had guess. the founder Bakuku Bakaki. What's his name? I don't know his name. But he comes out and he's going, it's not that I can tell you there's a lot of names that could have been in it in that. <laughs> but he's out there going, yay, we did not get picked up by Vivendi. Woo-hoo! And he was jumping and screaming and freaking out on stage. And then now they're like, oh, I hope someone buys us. That'd be great. So I don't know what that I don't know how that's all going to turn out for them. But good luck, Ubisoft. You feel a little weird right now. John, what's going on with this Marvel Snap thing? It says, John, here's our headline. John wondered what was up with Marvel Snap, and he said he'd look it up. Yeah, our resident card game uh, enthusiast here, John Jagger. Well, here's the thing. Everybody always is like, John doesn't like mobile games, and it's true. And everybody expected (laughs) when we talked about Marvel Snap that, oh, John's going to hate it. But I actually got really excited about this game. Yeah. And uh, I was really looking forward to it. And it felt like we had those big announcements and we saw we saw him playing the game and it got me really hyped for it. Like it's it's the most hyped I've been about a mobile game in a long, long time. And certainly the most excited I've been about a card game in a long time. And then all of a sudden I just didn't hear anything anymore. And I was like, where is it? What happened to it? I need to go find out. Like, can I get it? So I went and looked it up. And then I wound up being sad that I did because it turns out. So the game continues to be in beta for Android. Yeah, uh, it has released in a couple regions. So I believe in New Zealand and like Portugal or something. Um, I don't. I don't remember. Maybe there's, there's Brian, a couple regions where you can. You Brian, Brian Ebbett's actually out. playing it. I want to say Australia, maybe, or maybe it was Singapore. There's something like that where you have yeah, to. Yeah. You have to flip over your account for a second and find an address in Australia and then flip back over and it'll let you download it or something. It's weird. Yeah. So I, I can't play it yet. Uh, so uh, let me preface all of this with that. There's no way for me to play it. Um, but I was like, well, why aren't we hearing anything about it? What's going on? So I dove into it to, to just see if there was a date, if there's expectations or what. And what I found is that it is currently mired in a lot of controversy about microtransactions. Recent ones, like recent recent additions, right? So sad to find out. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up having to dive into this a little bit. I kind of, I read it last night and I tweeted it out. And, you know, with our audience that we have, usually when we're like, hey, microtransactions bad, we get generally mostly support. Like, not surprising that people that listen to video game podcasts are like, yeah, F microtransactions. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause we're the people that are upset by it. We're not the people usually participating in it. Um, but I immediately had people pushing back going, you know, no, it's not that bad. 
which was interesting to me because, again, that's usually not the way it goes. And I have one guy, Matt, who uh, was talking to me for a little bit over Twitter last night and was basically like, no, 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 it's no issue. It's fine. It, like, I actually find it to be a really good system. It, it forces play. You can't just buy your way into having all the cards. You have to actually play the game to get there. Like, it's really neat. And then after a delay, all of a sudden I got another message and they basically said, oh, I just read about the Nexus event stuff. Yeah, it's actually extremely predatory and awful. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, okay. I had another person um, uh, write to me and again, same deal. Like, it's not that bad. It's okay. Um, and I said, well, here's the article I read. Can you tell me what they're what they're getting factually incorrect because I'm, I'm going to go on core and talk about it. Like I want some idea why people keep telling me it's not that bad and they never responded. Hmm. So I think what has happened is uh, they have started a thing called the Nexus event. Yep. Um, and it sounds like by all accounts, the game was pretty solid uh, up to that, up to this point, but they've done this thing called the Nexus event where they basically put for a very limited amount of time. So you've got the, the temptation like, oh, you got to act fast. You got to act fast. Um, there are cards that you can get and it's a very low chance to get them. Mm -hmm. And it ca you can spend in-game currency to get it. Yeah. But you have a very short window. And with how low the drop rate is, it's an astronomical amount of in-game so gold. Apparently the super rare cards are 1.5%. Yeah. Jeez. And that, that works out to, it would take roughly 200 packs to open to get, which means 36,000 gold and 8,000 gold is $100. So in other words, you're 50, averaging right. $450 to get those cards. Oh, $100, you mean best value? Is that what you mean? Is best yeah. value? Right, yeah, best best okay. value. Well, so, well, hang on. So also it says new packs are released bi-weekly, meaning the total players must shell out 600 per month. So they're doing new sets of cards every two weeks or something like that. Yeah. Um, so Every two weeks? That's a lot that of seems, new cards. Yeah. Anyway. That seems kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I went and I checked Ben Brode's Twitter just to be like, well, you know, he seems passionate about the game, right? Like, you don't hear him out there going like, man, this is going to be the best monetization ever. Like, he's just <laughs> excited to make a video game. So I was like, well, what, what's he saying? And it sounds like they're they're patching it to try and increase drop rates and stuff like that. I, I don't think that's enough, in my opinion. Like, just having a higher drop rate isn't, it doesn't get rid of bad practices, but he's out there really doing PR as far as that goes. Uh, it just made me sad because it does look like a game that a lot of people care very much about. It got me to care about it just from a couple presentations. And once again, <laughs> yep. predatory monetization practices creep in yep. and uh, really kind of step on it and ruin it, which is unfortunate. Uh, I do want to say, though, because again, People have defended this to me. I know I've said this before. Let me just make the point abundantly clear for all the replies I got that were like this. Saying I didn't spend any money is not addressing the issue. <laughs> no. If you didn't spend any money, we're not talking about you. Right. You're <laughs> like, not the we're not I, at I don't all. know yeah. how to stress that enough. Yeah. It it's like saying I I don't want to go too extreme on this, but it, it it's like saying 
Well, I don't well, need cancer medication. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> that's like, a good that's one. again, that's very good. extreme. But like, yes, I, I don't know why people are so upset about the yeah. cost of medication. I'm not sick. Yeah. What's like, the big deal about chemotherapy? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just not that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about you. I've never been so, pulled over because of the color of my skin. That's a little extreme. But, you know, it's kind of right, the same. Again, yeah. Your brain goes to all these very extreme examples. I want. I don't want to necessarily go that far because I yeah, just don't body, want to compare. Yeah, choice. <laughs> I just don't want to compare them. But like, guys, it can be predatory whether it's getting you or not. That's not the point we're talking about. Yeah. So um, it's right, it's one right. of those things. I'm a little sad about it. I still like. I'm sad you about just it pulled I really up the to gameplay play this game. and I yeah. looked at it and once again I saw the cards and was like. I know. It I know. Looks so good. It looks I didn't so know good. this was going on. I'm so sad to hear that. And oh, anyway, here's the thing, though. Made- here's here's the thing, Bo. Like, I'm not saying this is going to change. This might be the doom. This might be the nail, the death nail. But up till now, it's been nothing but positive from everybody. It was just this new stuff, and everybody lost their minds. And I'm not saying they shouldn't. They probably should. I'm mad at the devs or whoever's in charge of this part of it. For like going, hey, here we go with the beta. Everyone's enjoying it. Yeah, doing good. No, it's no big complaints. Great, awesome. By the way, here comes some really shitty business. You know, like why do they do that? Why couldn't Cause this? Because they, they're winning. Like, so I don't know. Okay, look, I, I, my YouTube. I get recommended all kinds of things. I did follow this little bit of Asmund Gold back and forth with another YouTuber named Stewie. Um, I, I don't know if you saw this, the John. Baby that, from Family Guy? No, I don't. <laughs> know. No, no. He's so he's this guy who's like he's is this YouTube a small YouTuber, yeah. and he's like I don't know why people are shitting on uh, Diablo Immortal. It's the best game. I love this game, and he's like super on the side of yeah, that's how games are like, and it's awesome. And you guys are like a bunch of morons for complaining about it. No one wants to hear. Like there are people. Who like look at that and we're like so mad about it and they're just like no no f yeah this is great they exist and like you can tell people hey don't play this game it has shitty monetization practices we're not going to cover it you know we're going to support it they don't care they're going to make their money they already won like it it doesn't like that that's what i was saying where it's like why do these companies want to make pc games that people are just going to shit on anyways for clout and for money for revenue when they can make mobile games that is is immune to criticism first of all and second of all is making way more money yeah. so like i expect this is a success like they can get on reddit and shit on it to live a long day i think this game's probably going to do fine this is this is going to be yeah. a successful game oh yeah and like I, I, I just don't know what to say in the face of that except like just to let it go and let it be what it's going to be at this point because like i would i want to steer clear from these games i don't think there's anything invalid about any criticism that anyone's said on on this but like it's just disappointing to hear. I just sort of expect a reasonable pace. And like every two weeks, new card sets. Are you freaking kidding me? Like that is, <laughs> that is insane. That is insane. But they're serving the, their clientele are going to pay them. And then they're going to look at those are, that's our clientele. That's the people who are shooting yeah. on us. And we'll get bored and move on. We're not going to expend our entire existence on it. And the people uh, to whom it matters, if they're generating enough profit, they'll do it. And it's becoming normalized. So, yeah, I, I, you know, it's sad. And like all these streamers and big YouTubers criticize it, but they run neck head first into spending big spending holes anyway. Like they, they do it anyways. And, and I know this, some of the big streamers now are big time gamblers. Oh, yeah. They're getting support from gambling sites. Like mm-hmm. gambling is getting its hooks into Twitch gaming and stuff like that. And like 
I mean, casinos make tons of money every year. Uh, you know, we are we're the ones that are not the crusty, no fun, more, like uh, people that are like gambling. That's terrible. Get it out of my game. And everyone's like, you're so uncool, man. Gambling's awesome. Losing my house is amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love losing everything I've got. It's amazing. And that's other people. They lose their house. They they suck at gambling. But I'm good at gambling, and I don't lose my house. That, yeah. that makes me a that makes me an, an amazing person. This is all going to accelerate so, like, regulation, by the way. All of this stuff it already is in some parts of the world. Uh, it, chats remind it me maybe because of the kids' angle, but I think that yeah. just puts age verification. It, it is. I think that. I mean, honestly, that's the best thing that could happen. Like. Threat of government regulation is what changed that. It's how it's why we have the ESRB. That's how it happened. Yeah, yeah people made enough forced. of a stink that the government went. Something has to be done about this Mortal Combat. I understand uh, hearts are being ripped out. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the industry self-corrected. That. The industry went and, okay. And the industry went shit. Exactly. Guys, yeah. all our fun is about to end. We better fix this. Yeah. And the same thing's gonna happen while they're raking in the money. Nothing is gonna change, and that's so uh, the race. Just said the UK government is looking to ban loot stuff. I actually, I don't know if this was related specifically to loot boxes or something else, but I actually just heard that the overall ruling was, hey, the publishers need to figure this out. The publishers are never going to figure this out until the threat of governmental oversight comes in because they're making too much. Yeah, money they're printing money. Why would they change it? <laughs> like, like, oh no, we should take care of it ourselves. Oh. I'll cry into this money that I have. My yeah. bad. Yeah, they're not going like, to do that. That's a hundred percent correct. And there's the other thing, like Diablo two or Diablo Immortal is now raking in somewhere upwards of two plus two million. I'm sorry. Yeah, two million a day in just pure revenue per day. Yeah. Why would they? I don't. They might be a great game, a bad game, a middle game. It doesn't matter if it's making two million dollars a day, and it's even just doing it on the basis of its IP alone. Why they should they shut stop? down World of Warcraft? Yeah, it, this thing has gotten more. This thing's gotten more. Why are we wasting more, money, on, wasting this money on this crap game? You're not wrong. World of Warcraft Immortal. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like, like the temptation must be real. To figure out a way to do that instead of this other thing that is to them is not the big money generator. If they want to print money, do this. That's the problem. I still think John's yeah. right from months ago when you said this helps pay for what we want. Um, yeah, it because- does until they decide that it's not worth appeasing us. But what yeah, we want right? is also gonna, not going to get all the all the money anyways. Like you know, it's you know what I mean. Like heroes was what we wanted and never you know. That it, it, it's, it's not going to get it. like other things got more attention than that game, right? Like John's always saying Overwatch was like uh, the actual heroes of, of the, the you know got all the love, got all the cinematics. It's like, well, yeah, heroes failed because you you lathered it all on Overwatch. You could have lathered more and all that hype and excitement from Overwatch onto heroes. So like, I think you're always going to be second best or third priority or fourth priority. You know, so I, I think that's I think that's uh, you know consolation that you might tell yourself but i think the writing's on the wall man yeah Yeah. until again until somebody steps in until the threat of that money going away happens and they come up with a way to police themselves because they're afraid of what the government will do as the solution because that's that's all it really is it's not that it's not that they don't want the government to do it. It's that they think they're going to make more of that money still if they control it versus what the government might tell them to do. Yeah. And I think that that 
threat is ultimately going to be what pays off. But, you know, you got to get the government to care about it first. The government has a lot of other things that they're busy ignoring right now. You know, well, who well, knows the only we're going to get around to it. Yeah. The only one that's interested, as far as I know, is Ted Cruz. He's the only one interested. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one. And even he's like, well, hold on. I got to I gotta, do some other stuff right now. No, he's even like, the one that said, he's the one that said, I, I love my little games that I play. And it's it's great because I can pay a little money and, and deck out my stuff. And like, he seems to be embracing the idea of microtransactions. So he ain't going to help. Yeah, yeah, no, he's into it. He's like, oh, he yeah, loves yeah, it. that's how yeah, I get more powerful to manipulate him into fearing that it's like corrupting the kids like i have i have no doubt his position is going to be you know in real life like i don't have money i don't have a lot of clout but i spent some money and boom i'm all of a sudden top dog or something you know that's the video games are reflecting life i think we should figure out a way to get him to trip into a herd of cattle that are panicking and running really fast that's what we need to do with ted cruz but anyway (laughs) besides that like the uk (laughs) the uk has been spearheading this a little bit other parts of the world are doing more I think there are multiple bills and or hearings already penned and ready to go here. Again, not a priority probably with a lot of other stuff going on, but I do think it's looming. And that's part of why I think they're going crazy with releasing stuff quickly, trying to get out there and be the number one name and get this stuff happening. Because I I think that banhammer's coming. I really do. Um, It's easy to get cynical and say, well, why would the government care? Because now there's money they could make from this or something. Maybe, but gambling is very regulated in this country, in most countries. It's very heavily regulated. So if they want that, fine, let's regulate it. If they don't want it, then you better fix it yourself. I think John's absolutely right about that. That's what We really missed our window. What we should have done, we should have seen the writing on the wall and gone, the game's called Diablo. We should have mobilized all the extreme Christian religious zealots and be like... You know, your kids are gambling with devil dollars. <laughs> and they would have been like, what? No, we we got to march that. on the Capitol right now. I'm not saying all Christians. I'm no, no, no. That's not what John means. That you all know. Yeah, we're talking about extremes We know here. who we're talking about. You can see them no, outside the Hall of Blizzard. You're opening the doorway to like censorship of, you know. Yeah, but it's the same I, thing I he's saying. It's the same thing you're saying, though, about when you're saying for those who don't feel like they're being predatory toward them and their playing of these games, we're not talking about them. We're talking about the extremes and the fringes. And in that case, uh, I would love it if it got demonized by some bullshit political whatever. Because then, yeah, then it, it won't be Diablo. It'll be uh, Hello Kitty Diablo. Like. No, the point <laughs> isn't to get him to go after the name Diablo. It's the gambling with devil dollars. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yes, yeah. there's a way that this backfires 100%. I'm well aware of it. But Hello Kitty Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of that. what Genshin Impact is basically anyway. Yeah. But they but but it's because of some regulation that those games, those gotcha games, have to have to uh make public the uh percentage chances. It's the reason we know what Snap's percentage chances are of getting those rare cards at one point five percent. That regulation forced these game companies to have to release those numbers. And so yeah. we don't even well, think don't about know. it because but that's a good positive like, step. Do, do, I think like if, the thing that I don't mean to be like argumentative. I just there's a part of me that's like, do you guys have a lot of respect for slot machines, like actual slot machines? No, no, especially not but, video ones. I think they're all but they, they still exist. Like they may be regulated, but they still exist and they still make oh, yeah. some money. Oh yeah. So like even with regular, I'm not saying and this isn't saying we shouldn't bother with any regulation, but like we're not. What we want is for the game companies just to stop making them and make cool shit for that that we you know that we think are cool. Yeah, 
and they're not gonna it's so long right as but regulation even does if it's regulated, push it in the money. right direction it it's sort of like okay here here's what i'm talking about did the esrb's existence mean the end of mature content in video games no, no of course if anything no. it meant more but <clears throat> it did put a cap on what video games were going to willingly show for fear of that dreaded ao rating because nobody touts that nobody's like yeah AO. like it happens only once twice like like the postal games it, it and put, there was a triple x biking game i remember it mm-hmm. put a cap on that to where people are like okay we're gonna keep it within a range and i feel like that is ultimately the goal with um regulation for these games is it going to make it all go away and dry up and nobody's going to do it no but can we maybe rein in some of the more predatory practices to be a little bit more within reason or create it to where if it is classified as gambling kids aren't allowed to participate in it and now the video game companies go well shit we just lost the entire market of children that we've been preying upon mm-hmm. Now we have to rethink how we're going to get our money, and we're not going to do it that way. Oh, kids can still play it. You log in on dad's account. Oh, they'll find a way. They always do, like they did with violent video like, games. It's not. I don't, that's what yeah. I mean. I think the the, the limit on. I, I, you're right. Like I think it will have an effect, but I don't. My prediction would be it wouldn't have enough of an effect that it would steer anything. Well, let's look at it this way, Bo, because I actually think you're 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 right. I don't think that's that cynical of a view. But here's here's my question: If you if Diablo only ever becomes, we'll use that as an example. Diablo is now just this mobile game, and that's what where all the money is. So that's all they care about. That seems self defeating and shooting themselves in the foot if they don't continue to to beef that beef up that IP in general with full releases, with cool games that the, the three of us would want to buy. Because if they don't, that runs out of steam eventually. Like, you you can't have the popular mobile Diablo game without that popular IP that was made popular in this way, not this way. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you could just start a new game called Sorcery of Stones, and then there's your game. And I know a lot of people, you see these crop up all the time in mobile, but they're all just cash grabbing as fast as they can and, you know, throw it away and start a new game and do it again. But you kind of have to, you either have to establish your IP there and be Angry Birds and have have whatever respect that garners on mobile, or it needed to come from over here. There's a mainline series of games called Diablo 1, 2, and 3, and 4, and also our mobile game, which only succeeds in the shadow of these. If you don't have these, you don't have the mobile game. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't see them stopping making the quote-unquote mainstream games and only having this mobile game because that's where the most money is because there's no money there if you don't feed it with this. Does that make sense? you got to have the big marquee. You, I'll put it this way. you got to have MCU movies to have the piddly series. You can't have your series of Loki without Loki being or a big deal. Comic books, right? Like, yeah, exactly. A, a ton of people watch MCU did not pick up a comic book. That's another good example still, because still going to make the comic book. Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly yeah. what I'm trying to. That's a better example and I could have said it shorter. So thank you for doing All that. All right. Then yeah, then that's it's probably fine. I mean, I think That gives me hope is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Cuz I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I think it has a, a real detrimental effect in the long haul, but I think these companies are 
hurting themselves by letting that happen. They have yeah, to th- do this. The over. context is specifically why we're, we're so butthurt over it. <laughs> if I can just be self-critical, it's because these have existed long before and we've had our opinions, but it hasn't occupied a lot of our conversation space. Yeah. It's because it's the blizzard IPs. Like we had an arguably crappy Warcraft three reforged uh, launch. We've had problems with world of Warcraft. We've had heroes shut down. But there's Warcraft arc, arc like Rumble and Diablo Immortal having their day in the sun. Mm. And we just, we probably haven't gotten something new and exciting or good news yeah. on the game front. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like an IP that matters to us, I guess. Well, that reminds yeah. me, I yeah. talked to somebody who is in the know about the survival game. I, I was, I jumped to some conclusions about why the dude left that was one of the creative director guys. That wasn't his Sean pet Gibson. project like the way I thought it was. He was just uh, a, wasn't? No, he was oh. just a dude there. Okay. Well, that's good. Good to know. It is good to know. So I I, I want to take that collectively back from a few weeks ago. I'd forgotten to mention it last week, but yeah. it's I got a whole inside scoop on that and it's not it's not what I thought. And it's okay. easy to well, do. It's easy to do given the you know, everybody being mad at Blizzard, but sometimes I have to remind myself that it's not always easy to say exactly what's happening because we're not there. We don't know. Well, this was cobbled together from tweets. I think the same person was the first to sort of be sort of a fulcrum point for conversation yeah. when they did announce it. And he Twitter. was. He was very evangelical about it. And so, it, it, yeah, I, I think the point still stands. We talked about imams or sheikhs. Of, oh, yeah, sheikhs. Sheikhs. In Miss Marvel, they actually say sheikh. Go, go and Yeah, go they and do. Yeah. yeah. So I was not, you guys laughed at me, by the way, while we're doing corrections and addendums. Yeah. I wrong? mean, look, so. I, I will admit, yeah, Bo was right. It did seem ridiculous, but he, he ultimately was right. I think Bo will have more success convincing people when he stops saying skeletal on a regular basis. <laughs> you know, that's what I came here for today. I'm not to... perfect and I'm not on a high horse. I'm not even on a high pony or a high donkey. I'm yeah. ground level with everyone else. High but, donkey, uh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> well, I might you might find me on a high donkey, but sure, a, that yeah. means something entirely different. Yeah, um, depends on what we mean by high, I guess. But all all all, all I want to say is, is fair point. We are used to having these community leaders with the Blizzard games, and and so it's hard not to just default to that now when it comes to anything Blizzard related. You see, you see a name, you see a person answering a lot of questions about an IP, and you're like. That person's the community leader. (laughs) If they go, it's bad. If they do something we don't like, crucify them. You know, like that's, it's kind of like, uh, there's a lot of that sort of dynamic going on with Blizzard in particular. Yeah. So hard to avoid. Uh, well, anyway, so there's that bit about Marvel Snap that took his places. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sad about that. This game looked interesting and I really liked Ben Brode and the narrative I told myself was like, yeah, he's leaving Blizzard to go like work on some awesome shit in an awesome way. And it's like, nope, just the same old shit. Like, I'm sure I'm sure it's very exciting to work on Marvel properties, but I can't if it were me and I'm I'm in that position and I'm like, man, I hate all the monetization and corporate stuff. Going to start my own indie studio. Mm. Um I'd be very sad to end up in the spot that Marvel Snap is yeah. with what I And I think that's just I hate to say it. That's where that business you I mean, we've been saying it for the last half hour, that's where it's, it's sort of headed and I can't really blame Broder or his team so much because I, these aren't their decisions. I mean, their decisions are part of this, well, but you know, um, I don't know how I like a licensing contract works. Cause it is their company. They're not some yeah. big publicly traded company. I don't know if M- Disney or MCU's like, you got to like earn this amount of revenue for us to keep the agreement going or something. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I guarantee. But it's I, like I just, that. I, 
this doesn't strike me as like Activision, like unless Second Dinner is owned by someone or something. No. Like I, I think they're fully into, like they decided to do this. Like I yeah. think they have to wear this. But this is a like, very, this is a, I mean, this is a make or break deal. They don't, I shouldn't say that. I mean, there's other ways to try to make a game and try to make a place for yourself. But if you're going out to do mobile development, even if you have Blizzard names with your new company and you make something like, what was that game called? Uh, Blackened Heart. What was it? The shooter, the dual stick thing that you finally uninstalled. It was oh, Catalyst Black. Catalyst Black. <laughs> Darkened Heart? What was I saying? Anyway. <laughs> just, he plugged into the name generator for mobile <laughs> games for a second just started summoning them from yeah. the pit. Darkened yeah, Heart Catalyst playing. Black's a good game. It's unfortunately got these dumb things in it. That well, it has those too, but also, it. but also it's missing, it's missing the head, which is Marvel, you know, or Diablo or. Oh yeah. They don't have to thing. do that at all. Yeah. Except maybe it's the unity guy bullying all these companies. Oh, that unity he guy. Did, he did his rounds apologizing. It's like, yep. oh, don't do it. He said <laughs> he what did. you meant. Yeah, you he said it. bastard. Like, know what he you meant. You said what you meant. Yeah, like, there's well, no taking it back. also said they took it out of context. So I was like, is that true? Did we read it out of context? So I went and looked up the context. No, we didn't. No, it's all kind of context. <laughs> we 100% did not take it out of context. No, if we had an award on the show for most full of shit person in the industry this week, uh, it's that guy. He's full of it. Yeah. He, he said what you meant. Yeah own it and, like, and, and yeah, unity's I'm great the, you have all kinds of reasons to be proud of who you are and in your place in the business and your engine don't be a dumbass you don't need to be you're fine money ruins people i'm telling you less money well, i mean more money more problems it's, it's the whole it's just a, they're disconnected from it yeah, you know yeah they're just making money at this point and yeah yeah just, which is unfortunate what it is but but yeah, on, on that front though, like I don't think the Marvel snap has to be that way. So it's just sad because I was really looking forward to that game and now it's probably on my uh, avoid playing list. And Yeah, I think that's that's where I was at too. Like it was, is I didn't get mad about the monetization. It was more like, oh, this product isn't for me. Like that was the feeling. It was like, oh, they're targeting those people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like they're, it's not, it's no longer product for me. When I saw the art, I was like, Oh, this reminds me of stuff I really cared about. And oh, this seems like a cool card game and this is something I can get into. And so then it's just like, Hey, and we're going to unveil this new feature. And it's just like, Oh, turns out not for, not for me Yeah, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to be in on something. I mean, like I'll still this. play it. I want to see what it's like just from the get go. If it won't shut up about it. Um, I don't know if he's oh, paid he in money. The beta? Yeah, he's been playing the beta since day one, and he's he really likes it. But the here's the thing about Brian Ibbett. I mean this not in a negative way because his fandom is deep. His Marvel fandom, like Peter Parker, could show up at his house, poop on the on the floor in front of his door, and say, "Brian, please rub your face in my Peter Parker poop," and he'd do it. Because oh geez, what the well, Because he loves really? he loves Marvel. He I mean, would says, really do that. No. That's an extreme like, case. Come on, Peter. Like, that's he, that's an extreme case. You're probably right. You probably question it. But my you went point a little is, too far with your thing. I yeah, think. it's a little extreme. But he's very he very. He could take a shit. And he would clean it up on Peter's behalf. Like, he's yeah, a he would. Got to do it. He would. Yeah, and he loves Marvel. Like truly, truly, true blue Marvel fan loves it to death. We'll go all the movies day uh, night one if you can if yeah. if you can help it like he's that into it has a million collectibles uh, you know it's just a, it's his thing he loves it and he's yeah. said nothing but big things about it although he acknowledged they were having some interns you know some strife around these new announcements but um but even a guy like him I don't think he spent anything on it I think he's some people are immune to it like yeah. like straight up some people are immune to like all the offerings whatsoever yeah. Well, again, a lot of people, they come out of the woodwork. I didn't spend any money on it. 
Okay. Most people are great. That's not the problem. <laughs> You're not talking about what we're talking about. I didn't say, hey guys, it's really unfortunate. Marvel <laughs> Snap uh, specifically targeted uh, Tiffany uh, Jones, uh, Brian, we'll just, uh, you know, one of the Brian's, all the Brian's. Brian uh, Drummond. Mark. Mark Stephen Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not. He's being targeted as well. Like it's not an individual person thing. Why am I so bad at making up names? <laughs> Mark but, like, Stephen Stevenson is a really good name. There's but, nothing wrong with it. I love that name. But the point is, it's not. It's not that they're targeting a couple people specifically. It's that they are making a game intentionally designed to chase money. And if it's not affecting you, then great. You you have a game out there that you're enjoying continue to enjoy it i guess yeah go for but, it because it'll like, be there that's not the issue that's not what we're yeah. talking about yeah. yeah like some people are just able like i think it's the same way that makes them be able to scoop up peter's stuff it's like some people don't mind well that's not true because like mike's played hearthstone my friend mike has played hearthstone for years and yeah. i think has spent like next to nothing maybe 20 dollars lifetime spend he plays it on his phone like he's, he's the one that isn't croft in chat room just so you know yeah what I'm talking about. Uh, mike, 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 my friend yeah. michael hodgins uh, he plays it's the only game he plays because he's super set against video games for the most part although he's coming around because his, his oldest is getting into minecraft in a big uh, way. that's cool to see but yeah. um uh he um would always be like, yeah, I, I hate playing ranked. Like, I have my shaman deck that I got for free that I've earned, and then some guy with fifty-two turbo rares and five, you know, like, just like owns him costly. He's like, I'm getting kind of sick of playing this game, and then he migrated to uh, battlegrounds. Oh yeah, because that game just gives you everything. You don't have to buy. No one is at a distinct advantage. It's cosmetics only, and he switched and never went back. Why? Because he was tired of being, and I'm going to use 2022 nomenclature, cocked by pay-to-win people all day on rat ladder. And like some people have a threshold, be like, that's oh, a fun game. I got owned by a guy with a lot of cards. That's great. It's not fun when you're not on even footing uh, in any way. And, um, Did you say cocked or cucked? Cucked. Oh, okay. Cucked. All right. Cucked no, that's fine. Right. I just want to make sure I was in the right room for that. Yeah, I don't think we got to censor that one. I just I don't love using that word. But no, I hate that word. Effect. No, yeah, I, I hate it. it too. But I but it. I'm using it in this context because I want people. To, I want to. I want to wake people up that like, oh, they're kind of okay with being c worded. You know, like, <laughs> are you? If you yeah. are, it's cool. We're not kink shaming, but like, you're literally playing to lose. Like, you're you're P two L. Like, you're play. You're just you're like you're logging in lose. and you're someone else's. You're someone else's fodder, someone else's enjoyment fodder. Yeah. And you, you know. experiencing physical pain from this sentence. Yeah. I was making very good points, but I'm just watching Scott's face every time. I was like, P2L, I just see Scott's soul. Oh, I love it. A little it. bit. I love leak it. out of his ear and drift yeah. off. For every face. P2W guy in there, there's 10 P2W, uh, P- P2L guys or girls that yeah. are, you're just there and you're someone else's enjoyment monkey. Like they're just, you, <laughs> you've rented yourself out to give someone pleasure for free. And you, you know, you should really think about that because that's you're someone else. If it was presented to you in a certain way, you'd be like, "I don't want to be that for anyone." Yeah, and uh, you know, and not even like have the benefit of looking the person in the eye and sharing that intimate experience with each other. It's like some anonymous person on the internet through a veneer of JPEGs. Like, no, this is terrible. Like, so, anyways, that's. All that to say, Mike switched over to Battlegrounds and he never went back. It's the best. Why is it the best thing Hearthstone has? Because everyone's playing the same game. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's random, but no one's paid for more random favor. Like, the only thing they've done is you get a pick of more heroes mm-hmm. for the pass. Yeah. And that's, that's 
that's tolerable. That's okay. No yeah. big deal. Everyone's Seems supposed to okay. be a hero. They're all viable. Yeah. It's yeah. So but you can't help but think know, somebody there has regrets about this and wishes they would have plinked that up to make it more of a money grab. Sometimes you know? people need to be shaken out of their like uh you know, games we don't think about them in big political. It's just a game. You yeah. know, it's just a game. Yeah. Like, no, 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 you you're you're cuckolding yourself. Like it's really what's happening. You might not realize it. But you are and so either you're paying to win, because that's yeah. what winners do, or you're the loser. <laughs> And so, like, that's what you are when you're like, I played for free. It's like, yeah, it's free to be a loser in real life, too. Like, that's how it works. <laughs> that's, how, that's how this works, friends. <laughs> like, maybe just stop doing that, you know, and just play a game that everyone's paid the same amount to get in and, you know, just have fun instead of adding this dynamic to the world. That's hilarious to me. Now we're going to get so many replies. I don't pay anything and I win all the time. I'll have, you know, I'm a winner and I feel good about it. All of those people. Uh, There's scenarios where that's true. I think that's doable in Mitgo. Oh, of course it is. If you're drafting, but that's again, the same as battlegrounds. Right. Everyone pays their 12 bucks. Same starting uh, odds. Yeah. yeah, you're not. So no, yeah. no, no. I, I think I, I'm. I think I'm pretty. Correct. I think you're actually no, pretty right. I agree right. with you, Bo. I'm just cutting the comment off at the pass. We're okay. all very proud of you. Yeah. You don't need to tell us what, that you didn't spend anything and won. Here's like, what I'm saying. All of those people. All of those people need to listen to my sister segment on TMS this morning. She we did a oh, sure. we did a uh, denial uh, thing about deny or no a uh, defense mechanism. Sorry, and defense mechanisms as a science. Fascinating stuff. Totally worth listening to. And it feeds right into this idea of these people like, well, I've never spent a dime and I'm I'm loving it. I got 300 out. Those people, that's yeah. that is a form of defense mechanism and denial that you need to learn about because it will change the way you think. It changed the way I thought today. I'm telling you, oh, I don't, people I'm not, who are in denial act aggressive to put the people that's accusing them of the oh, thing yeah. they know somewhere deep down is true to make them second guess themselves. Yeah, basically. and and even more. Yeah. there's a bunch and beyond that's that. Prevalent all over the internet. Oh, it's like, everywhere. It's, it's the entire everyone's thing. denial issues are like rampant on, in Twitter and, and everywhere else. Highly recommend that discussion for anyone who just wants to take a deeper look at themselves and others around them and understand this phenomenon because it's real and you don't even know you're doing it. So. I recommend that. Okay. The morning stream, just go check out today. If you even want to ever hear that show ever again, fine. Just listen to the part where Wendy comes in until she leaves a trained psychologist. She knows this stuff and you'll be blown away. I heard a bit about it, Scott. Yeah. Uh, Cause I heard a little bit of that segment. Mm-hmm. I got a dumb thing. I need to admit to you Do about it. this. Do it. So I spent not a lot of time, but a little bit of time getting new emotes for my Twitch channel. And I wanted to see them in the chat. So I was like, well, Scott's streaming right now. I'll just go spam them in his chat and it'll be fine. But I went there and it was Wendy's segment and I couldn't bring myself to spam my (laughs) stupid new emotes while Wendy was talking about serious things. So I was just like, oh, now's not the time. And then I left. Oh, that's too bad. You could have done it because uh, A, we know who you are and it it just would have been funny. And B, like 99.999% of people who get TMS are getting it on the podcast anyway. So it would have been a very small number of people that you would have interrupted their moment. I got to swing so, by. I haven't been to a live TMS in a while. I you should. It's fun. We have a great time in there. It. Yeah. Stupid work. I can't, I can't stream. That show's going great. You know what? Two shows are just killing it. Actually, three shows are... Actually, all my shows right now are doing really well. I, I shaved off a bunch of stuff that wasn't performing, so never mind. Everything's going great. That's all good. Yeah. Core's killing it right now. It's doing amazing. Loving everything about the show. The morning stream, better than ever. Film sack. I don't know why we're doing so good on there, but we are. <laughs> like it's amazing. I'm so I'm I'm really happy with the stable at the moment. 
Um, and I'm not saying, yes. once I got rid of that junk pile, it was the incense. No, that's not what I mean. But, you know, that show that show is in its declining There's years. a curse with, with the things you do. No matter what you're doing, you think about what else could I be doing. There's always a little thing, you know, not in a bad way. It's just when you have a big appetite and a big imagination, you're like, I could be doing this and I could be doing that. And it's just good to feel in a comfortable place with where you're at yeah. and what you're doing. Yeah, it's rare. And we're actually. all like that, not just podcasters or YouTubers, like you and your job right now. You might have liked it at one point, and then you're like, well, I could be doing something else. And it's just hard to just be happy with life. Yeah, so imagine here. being... So it's, uh, it's a good feeling to have. Yeah, imagine being Ninja every day. Oh, they want me to play Fortnite. Uh, I don't want I know, to right? Like, isn't it? I, I've seen a few peep streams this week of people who've been playing their games forever, and they look like... They look sad to me. They do. <laughs> like, they look sad. Like, I they really look... like Krampus' personality. Like, went into the stream and he's just like... I know. <laughs> it's just they're in this mode. They're on autopilot. This is how I... I earned my thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> and, I'm like, Man. and I feel for him. I understand why you need to feel that way. I felt that way with other projects and stuff. It's just... I, I What I want for them is how I feel about prepping for core because I don't feel that way about this at all. Like I so look forward to this. It is just like one of my favorite chunks of time during the week and it's it's something i would do regardless of monetary reasons like i just love it and i want that for them i think the only way they'll ever get that is and maybe that's why some of them are chasing gambling now but i don't know i don't know where they're i don't know what they're trying to do what they want what they need to do to find happiness i want them to be happy okay i think the thing is there's like it's not it's the opposite of shot and fraud it's like people like to you know it's where the soy face comes from like it's where like you know you want to watch content that where people are excited or reacting or going, you know, nuts. Yeah. But like life is not like that where every day you feel that level of excitement. Yeah. It's rare. Yeah. That's, you know, so it's just like people looking bored is probably the normal state of gaming for the most part. And mm. so like trying to make it exciting, then it's disingenuous. And then it's this weird world. That's not real life. Cause yeah. they're trying to force like excitement. Yeah. It bums me out. And you know, and they're just building. Now, outrage is a is a is a is a um, a bottomless well. So the outrage, anyone who's an outrage reactor, oh, it's easy. Always has content. You can find things to piss you off every day. It's, it's easy to be pissed off, but to be genuinely excited or happy, yeah, you know that's that's a harder, that's a tougher ask for sure. I, I say we pull the bucket up out of the outrage well and talk about. Square Enix's NFT plan. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Yeah, I'm ready to get mad, boys. Oh let's no! Oh no! The, the, this is just all the warm up. Let's get let's get let's get angry. The the bucket fell back in the well because uh, Square Enix picked up Final Fantasy VII to sacrifice to the NFT NFT gods. Everybody, oh, I really don't like the words that are. Written. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, yeah. hey guys. Uh, I, I can't do it better than this article. I found the the Verge's write up of this, and I found it extremely entertaining because they this was written by someone that definitely understands Final Fantasy VII and the irony for it being the target of Square Enix's NFT plans. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, what Square Enix has decided to do is they're going to sell a, a statue or a figurine of Cloud. And it's going to have an NFT component attached to it. Uh-huh. As well as physical trading cards I'm reading here. Yeah. Too. There's some physical <laughs> so, stuff. It even says here, I love this line. It says, in what is perhaps the most astounding case of, quote, didn't read the source material you created, unquote, 
<laughs> Square Enix is making NFTs from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, that relative obscure indie game about a bunch of freedom fighters taking down a corporation that's killing the planet. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, look, I, also what I wonder is, do they have any situational awareness? NFTs are not what they were even a month ago. Like no. we are in a very different time. Is this stuff they just couldn't stop? They pulled the trigger forever ago. They already ago. made the clouds. They have a whole warehouse full what? of clouds and they got to sell insane. them. They got to go. That mm. is insane though. The, the, the protagonists of final fantasy 7 are eco warriors yeah like yeah of, of anything they have this is the most like the planet's important climate change is real human human activity on earth is rampant or whatever their planet is is rampant and damaging it literally no yeah. it is earth it's 100 yeah. percent earth i yeah. know because i beat that game and it tells you it's earth Oh, oh, I it? forgot. I thought maybe it was a fictional planet. So it really is like a they it's call it to Earth. Be Earth. Yeah, because Sifroth's big move at the end destroys the rest of the universe, but the wave comes at Earth at the very end, and that's how it hits you. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that. I maybe. saw yeah, Pluto get destroyed. It was real sad. Oh. Well then was, yeah. I'm starting to think in the late nineties that was moved to planetoid status, not full planet. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's the planetoid that he killed now. But, it's but back he also now. got Saturn and Jupiter, and he got a bunch of them. He really well, yeah, those are legit job. planets. Um, but it is there is a lot of irony to this. A lot of irony uh, with them picking Final Fantasy VII. And uh, I'm I'm now afraid for the remakes. I wonder if the end of the remake story, which we're anticipating, <laughs> oh, variants, shit. is a lesson about how NFTs will save the universe. Oh my yeah. gosh! Don't let it happen. <laughs> I thought the was planet right was crying out in pain, but really it was. Oh, their nation's finances, and we need to repair it with NFTs. That's bad. Can you hear it? NFTs? They're the best. I like. I like that I you had to say. We're NFTs. You had to pause and say, "That's Barrett," and then and then keep going. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's Barrett. I don't know, man. I don't even. I don't even know. I, here's what I think. I know. I think this will just fizzle, and, and it's not going to be a big deal. I mean, a lot of people are going to want this this figurine stuff, and you know, the physical stuff. Great, do that. That's that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I will say they have found a way to make it more compelling with a physical component for sure. Yeah, like that yeah. is a. As much as I hate NFTs and think it is stupid, and think a bunch of people are getting duped, and I will continue to say that every time I have to talk about it, which sadly in 2022 is a lot. Uh. I think having a physical component to it, something you actually buy, I think does make it slightly more appealing. I get yeah, it. That means they, 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 they don't want, it, it shields them from the risk of just selling straight up NFTs, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, they're going to buy them because our fans can't help themselves but get the collectibles. And like, it almost seems like the NFTs are just going to be a value add. You know, like you you know it's to sell a happy meal you put a cheap plastic toy in no one cares what happens to that toy in too much <laughs> that's what weeks. the nft like, is you really yeah. want the cloud statue though yeah exactly yeah. sure sure it. yeah well anyway we'll keep our eye on it but i think it's a i hate the term nothing burger but this burger's got nothing in it ultimately i love that the article ends with but the planet's dying cloud we ain't got that kind of time yeah yeah. Like I said, whoever wrote this article really knew what was going on with it. A big shout out to them for uh, recognizing well, let's say, let's the situation. Their name, if you think they're so great. Yeah, we should give them their... Uh, it's Ash Parrish. Ash Parrish is their name. Um, also, And Richard Lawler. Richard Lawler. He likes to lull. Yeah. He's a luller. These two people clearly know about the subject matter and weren't just saddled with uh hey talk about their nft it's more than that well, i mean why would they make final fantasy 7 nft i know it's so dumb 
Well, I mean, it's all, but no, it, it makes perfect sense because it's the most popular iconic in the series. No, I know. Everybody. No, no one in the boardroom put their, I guess there's that meme where someone puts their hand up in the boardroom and they throw them out of the building. Like, <laughs> that, <laughs> like uh, what about the fact that it's eco conscious, this game? Yeah. An outside that. shot of the Shinra building and just someone Our going, oh. Homelander just lasers them. Yep. Any questions? Yep. Yeah. That sounds right to me. All right. Here's some good news. Some game, actual people are making video game news. Warframe oh, devs Digital Extremes announced a new game called Soul Frame. And uh, if you're a fan of Warframe, maybe you'll be a fan of this. Um, my first note was when I saw the screenshot, I went, oh, look, there's a samurai guy. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Warframe's pretty samurai, Japanese-influenced kind of game. They are, you're ninjas. And I think they're going to carry that through to this medieval version of Warframe. Yeah, uh, but it looks apparently like there's going to be more melee focused and less lasery focused. But I'm sure there's still going to be a lot of sweet movement and combat. So is it. that soul part of the soul frame? It's a little on the nose, you know. Here's our souls game, kind of. Isn't that what they're well, saying? I I feel like it's probably going to be a continuation their same universe because the whole frame deal is you're an operator that. You, it's basically a, a human-sized mecha, right? A frame. Yeah. Uh, is a, so I think it's going to be something along the lines, but it'll be more magically, magical, mystical, and I think like animals. Like so, the the trailer features animals quite a bit. There's a, a large uh, elk, and there's a bird, and I think that likely it's going to integrate into it. The trailer is actually pretty sweet, and. I think it was just noteworthy because DE is like basically made one game for the past 10 years. Like they don't make a lot of different games. So it's kind of a big, uh, it's a big news drop for them to actually be working on something else. And, um, yeah, digital I think also like, like they have a dedicated player base for Warframe sure. even now. So, sure. you know, this for someone maybe who didn't dig Warframe style, maybe the sci-fi or, you know, we've often t- talked about the arts kind of like take it or leave it. I think, it's not a turn on for everyone. They could potentially, you know, make a game that is um, more mature because uh, yeah, naked frame. Look at this guy, seasoned developer, and mm-hmm. and in a genre that more people like. It's still got that like it's almost like a Final Fantasy VII vibe. Or if you see this like Inquisitor's armor, looks high tech. Like it's got like it's not high tech, but it's like definitely not <laughs> true to life fantasy, right? You're like this, <laughs> yeah. this, this is very like uh, elaborate, but super heavy. Alexander Does- wore when he realized he had conquered everything. <laughs> he wore a sweet bubble helmet and uh, cool <laughs> cords. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think you're gonna get this dissonance of like quasi cyberpunk sci-fi into fantasy. I don't know. It just looks interesting. It does. No idea what the gameplay is like. It is just some dude and random music and stuff, but it's, and it's still an early in development, but I thought it was exciting. It does say uh, an MMO. Just, Do we think it's more than, more than just a four player? Well, co-op-y. Warframe is arguably an MMO too, like yeah. but maybe just not massive environments. Although there are like city hubs nowadays in Warframe in yeah, the new zones true. where you'll see a lot of, of other people in them. So, I don't think it's going to be persistent world. I, I, I'm skeptical that it would be like Azeroth persistent world world style. But um, <clears throat> this uh, it it does look. I don't know. It looks cool. It's a potential to be very interesting. Got some good butt um, tech going on with this guy. Good yeah, yeah, a lot I of mean, lot of butt in this trailer. Yeah, lots of butt. See, so he's got a robot arm, right? Like, so it's like it's like yeah, it's fantasy, but it's definitely like you know. I didn't notice the arm because I was just focused on the butt. Yeah, and the right. moose. Right. This yeah, moose is, is really going places. And the graffiti moose. Yeah. But this, graffiti yeah, moose. This, <laughs> yeah, this moose is great. Yeah, it's a good moose. Good moose tech. 
He's uh, going to fight something soon. I don't know if you want to watch the whole thing, but a little bit later. It's a long trailer. I want to see him fight his urge little, to not wear pants. Yeah. It's a five, a it's a five minute trailer, which is pretty long for the uh, stuff. Oh, I, I think, think that's after the fight, maybe. I know this yeah. is all in uh, engine because um, it says. So that's impressive. It looks really nice. Yeah, no, yeah I think sweet. it looks good. Yeah. I'm interested in stuff they do. I uh, Warframe continues to be a game that I feel a lot of different things about. Like I play it and I'm like, ah, oh, this game feels so close to being the greatest game of all time. And yet lands in a place where I just don't ever play it for very long. Yeah, like same. I, I really love it in some ways. And for whatever reason, I just never play it. The design aesthetic still works for me. I think it looks so cool. They you know? updated movement uh, like quite a few years ago. You know, movement 2.0, I think they called it, uh, really lets you jet around and like jump off walls and wall run and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a really good game. But I can understand it. it's like it being off-putting. Like it's definitely, there is an element of off-puttingness to some of its art and its frames and stuff like yeah. that. But I found a, a frame that I really liked. Uh, I can't remember the name, but it was like the, the spore person. Like you infected people and then you activated spores. Oh, yeah. They had a lot of I damage really over time that. stuff. Those, yeah. those oh, guys are cool. That's Saren, I believe. Saren? Saren. That's the, yeah, the, the frame. Yeah, yeah, there's a poison. There's like a poison frame. Yeah. All the yeah. frames have distinct, like either animal or or some sort of reference. Like there's a music one called Octavia, I think, that has you know plays a kind of a weird music AOE thing, and you know nice. they're themed really neat, but they look abstract. You you don't get the level of detail, say like a Warcraft character or a League of Legends character or anything like that. It's very like it's it's distinctly its own thing which is i think where i get give it the biggest props like you know it's not generic same old lord of the rings adjacent kind of thing so i think soul frame is going to be an interesting entry into the space we won't see anything for a while i just thought it was you know yeah they're actually making a different game and that's kind of big news that is big news uh the biggest news of the week though easily john i know you're stoked about this no it is (laughs) on july 29th Finally, uh-huh. Game Pass gets the indie game John said, and I quote, it's up its own ass with how indie it is, unquote. Inside, finally, yep. on yep. Game Pass. Everybody can experience two hours of this. <laughs> uh, a, and I don't just mean two hours and then you'll quit. I mean two hours and then you've completed the game and yeah. the experience. Yeah. Uh, this is the follow-up by the people who made Limbo, a game I actually really like. Yeah. Um, I've played through all of this game. I just, I think this game wants you to just dote on it for how indie it is constantly. And it is the definition to me of up its own ass indie, even to the point where it has an ambiguous <laughs> ending where it's like, well, what did the, what did the ending and the journey mean to you? Yeah. Shut up. It doesn't look that bad. Well, I you res- played it. I, I respect it. Cause you no played it. Yeah. I played it too, but I didn't finish it. I didn't, I just wasn't pulled by it. But, uh, John, the fact that John finished it, it and still thinks this about it, it is, looks very nice. It's very atmospheric, but it's, it definitely hinges a lot on the, like, kind of early lost effect of like, what's that back there? You don't know. I don't know. What does it mean to you? I want to know what you think it means. No, I'm not going to tell you what it means. I want to know what you think it means. 
Like it just does a lot of that. And I can't just I, say like that's it's an artistic experience and it is what it is. You like Bo with black and white last week. I just don't have any tolerance for it. Like if you want to make a statement about like science and shit, just tell me what your stance <laughs> is. Don't try and artistically <laughs> show it to me and yeah. have me venture a guess so that you can go. I don't know. What does it mean to you? <laughs> I don't have to write a reason if you think of one for me i just hate it i hate it so much <laughs> i refunded that game so fast though i did feel a little guilty because i had beaten it but you know what i also beat it in two hours yeah I you beat it in the limit that steam hours. makes you have so you're fine yeah. um i yeah i get it I, I i've i've long decided that i didn't i wasn't so as offended by it but i also didn't finish it so in a, in a way i'm you know I kind of agree because I I just I I didn't like Limbo. I felt really compelled to beat that game. I mean, yeah. but like its existence is not that offensive, right? Like you no, didn't enjoy no, it. No, I'm, hated it, but I'm like, definitely overhyping. You know, how bad this over <laughs> take Marvel Snap or this. You, you know, you only have one in your universe. You're probably not gonna, you're going to go this direction. That would be funny. Now hold on, let's answer that question, John. <laughs> if all you get is whatever Marvel Snap's going to be at launch. And that's it uh-huh. forever. There's two games. You get that or you get inside. You only get to choose one, and that's it. Which way do you go? I'd probably take Marvel Snap because then I, because then yeah. I can just be the person that's like, well, I don't spend any money on it. It's <laughs> like I, I just, uh, as opposed to, yeah, I played it for two hours. It didn't tell me anything about its world, but it wanted me to make up a bunch of story stuff. It does have a bit of an interesting twist near the end. Um, that actually it feels like other games later came and, and riffed on in a really cool way. Um, it's ending is definitely like it's ending segments is definitely it's high point, but just, I didn't like that journey. It was like, no. it's like Mar- limbo, but instead of being compelled to see where things were going, I was just annoyed. It's a bit of an unfair that. comparison. Cause Marvel snap, the fun never ends, you know, limbo's two hours. and you. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And then Marvel snap, there'll always be new cards and new things happening and new opponents. Yeah. It's not a sort of fair comparison, yeah. But yeah, because yeah, I, I would say overall, like for the gameplay potential, either I play the same game over and over again, or I actually have something with some novelty. Wow. Yeah. It, it's a no. Everyone should pick Marvel Snap in that scenario, even if it has predatory practices, because that's your only game. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's you all- can compare this game to Limbo. I would take Limbo a hundred times over this. Like, I just, I, I just don't think this game had very much that compelled me that was legitimately interesting mm-hmm. um but a lot of people love this game oh, like, yeah. let me be clear this is i'm once again unpopular opinion john so if you can give it a try and tell me how wrong i am on july 29th <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure it's still i think it still has overwhelmingly positive reviews on steam and it, you know, it is, it is kind of universally beloved, but uh, John yeah. has a very specific. Cause the about. trick of what does it mean to you still works on people? Yeah. 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 Hey, do you, inception. What does that ending mean to you? What did you <laughs> take away from the ending? <laughs> oh, you just don't like open ended things. Well, no, because it doesn't even have it. Like it has a clear cut end. Like I know Inception how this game end, ends. Inception it's just ends there's well. no there's no actual story to it. You just walk to the right, except occasionally you divert to the left a little bit to solve a puzzle, and then at the very end, uh, the game ends. Like that's it. Like things just happen to you. Mm. You should write a letter to GamePro about this. 
<laughs> My dearest Martha. Yep. I Dear can hear it now. Game Pro, I am outraged that you gave an overwhelmingly positive review to Inside. I can hear All it now. You do is well, that reminds me. If we're going to dive into these, uh, Bo, do you have a movement 2.0 you need to take care of or anything? Uh, any um, kind of, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going for pee break. Guys. All right, we're gonna break. we're gonna yeah. take a quick break. Everybody else should pee because I have to pee. We'll be right back right. with the show, so don't go too far. Uh, we'll all be right back. Okay, we're not leaving. All right, all right. That's right, everybody. We're back. Okay, we were gonna d- dive into some old Game Pro issues of Dear Martha's. That's what we're doing next. So sit back and enjoy, Brian. Any or Brian? <laughs> I work with too many Brian's. John, uh, what's the deal here? Give me a setup. Anything special? We just going for it. Uh, we're just gonna go for it. We're gonna do one. We're gonna do one letter. All right, one letter. It's totally fine. Here we go. My dearest Martha, a while ago I read a headline on GamePro.com that said politicians were trying to make it a felony to sell violent games to kids under 18. They're trying to take everything fun away from us teenagers. (laughs) Video games are the toys of our generation. How can anybody really feel right about taking away toys from kids? The toys they had when they were kids were just as bad. The only argument I've heard from politicians is that video games cause children to start school shootings. If they weren't so busy pointing fingers, they might assess the real problem. I'm only 15 years old, and I've been playing violent games ever since I was 7, when my dad bought a shareware package that contained Doom. Now, by the logic of politicians, parents, and complete idiots, I should be the next Hitler. The only reason I can think as to why I'm not the next Hitler is that I, along with almost every other gamer, can tell the difference between fantasy and reality. If I see Ryu and Akuma fighting the battle of the century, that doesn't mean I'm Akuma, my teacher is Ryu, and now I'm going to fight him to the death. The way a person thinks and acts is determined by the experiences they go through and the people who surround them. In my opinion, you learn how to tell fantasy from reality from your parents. Parking your kids in front of the TV isn't raising them. It's tossing them aside and letting Mr. Clean and the toilet duck show them how to live. (laughs) Yours in this life and the next, Tarek C. Tarek C. Oh, man. So wait, this is 2002 GamePro. Uh... How old, how old do you think he was? He says teenager, but what are we thinking here? He, he says 15. He oh, says, he said 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. 20 years. He's 35. Where is he? I was just about thinking the same. Where is that guy? Tarek, are you listening? Yeah. No, he's more Where than 35. He's Canadian. He's from he's from Bo's neck of the woods. Oh, then he, pr- he definitely, from, he definitely probably didn't Canada. shoot up a school. Because I was going to ask. Did he go to, yeah, I think he did. Funny okay. He's like, he's in jail now, boys. Yeah, <laughs> I think he did all right. Uh, Tarek. Um, actually, that was really, I thought that was actually a really good kind of had a bunch of good points yeah 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 wasn't bad yeah i was curious because i wanted to do another one that was uh that was from the same time as our last one to see if we got a bunch more like i hate cell shaded link letters yeah uh but it must have been a case of like depending on when magazines came out because i found almost none of them Uh, but i did check the nintendo power to see if nintendo power had anything to say about it because you know, they're a little biased over there at Nintendo Power. Yeah. Uh, but I discovered in doing it that I cannot do letters from Nintendo Power. 
Why, it why? is just too wholesome. Oh, like Nintendo Power letters are just like a window into an innocent time. They're just very excited about uh, games. Um, in fact, if you want to do, I'll do one Nintendo Power letter real quick. Okay, why if you not? Want to do the the song? Let's do it. Here we go. Song one more time. My dearest Martha, I think for a right away, right away topic. You should give fans a chance to remember the absolute favorite games of all Nintendo consoles. It would probably catch the attention of most and give you guys a chance to work like you never worked before. By that I mean sorting out your favorite answers, of course. Yours in this life and the next, <laughs> Joey. That almost sounds like someone wrote that at the staff and <laughs> it's put that in there. It's just like... Yeah. It's just nothing but people like the whole first section is like, hey, here's the characters we think should be in Super Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, so we even did one one time where it was somebody saying, what is an echidna? Because that's what Knuckles is. Right. But like even the Nintendo Power version of this letter is, so we all know one of Sonic's (laughs) best friends is Knuckles the echidna. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Everything about their letters section is so positive. I love it. That's on brand for Nintendo. Though. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's crazy. wholesome. The world mm-hmm. is a nice, peaceful place. We're not going to bring up that nasty debate stuff. No, for, no. For readers. Yeah. There's a letter about taking Kirby for granted. Like, it's just Game, so, Game Pro is so for nice. professionals, professional gamers. That's what yeah. it's called. I also, I also agree with him that Kirby is, is uh, taken for granted. Or, yeah. Whatever. I love Kirby. You think that's going to get game of the year? I hear it like, because all the talks Elden Ring, but yeah, apparently Kirby's game Kirby's great. Good. It's a very yeah. good game. I also have been playing Kirby. So the very first NES Kirby, which was the first Kirby. Oh, no, no. I guess the first Kirby was a Game Boy game, right? I think. I'm not yeah, sure about that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, they made an NES version of it, which is the one I originally played way back in the day. And then I found here recently that the game existed as a GBA re-release, but remastered so it looked like 16 bit and much color, more colorful and animated and everything. I've been playing that. That game's great. And I'll tell you shortly where I played it. Why it was on this device. Everyone, we're going to talk about the games we played this week and I'm going to be as brief as I can about a thing that's hard to be brief about, but I got in the mail this gigantic piece of furniture you see in my hand right here. Um this is a case. I didn't even know it came with a case. You get a free zip zipped up case. It comes with your uh, Steam Deck from Valve. Uh, after being on a waiting list for a year, I finally got mine, and there it is. Uh, it is gigantic, as you can see. It's it's bigger than my head. That's wow! It looks like a Game Gear, like a big old Game Gear. It is, except the, with the Game Gear, the all you had for screen was a little tiny bit in the middle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this thing's got a full seven plus inch, uh, big wide LED uh, screen on the front. And, uh, you know, there's I mean, everybody knows what Steam Deck is at this point, so I'm not going to get into all, all those details. But if you want to know what I thought of it, uh, it really comes from playing the game. So I was out of town for a couple of days for my birthday. This came the day before we left, which was perfect. And I very quickly loaded a bunch of stuff on it, took it with me uh, to kind of come back and tell you guys what I thought. Um, first of all, that Kirby game, just as a small note, plays amazingly on here. That's not why you buy this hardware is to play retro games, but it turns out to be an excellent retro game machine which I'll get to in a minute. So my experience so far has been this now feels required for me to own. It's not, it doesn't feel gimmicky. It doesn't feel like a once in a while thing. 
my sense that, hey, I've got 2,000 games on Steam I already own. I've already got a built-in library of games, many, many, many of which use controller already, and even some that don't still work on here nice because of those little number or those little thumb pads, which I'll get to in a minute, these little doohickeys here. Uh, lots of kind of different kinds of games can play on it. Anyway, so I took the following with me. I took Gordian Quest. I I... I'm happy to say that it works. I won't say it's the optimal way to play that game. I still think that game is better suited to mouse and keyboard unless they introduce some sort of full controller support because as a stand, you just use the little thumb things which work like a mouse and it's playable and it was still fun and I played a bunch of Gordian quests on the road, but I don't think it's the optimal way to play it. So for those wondering if you can play those types of games, absolutely you can. Uh, you're going you're gonna to wish you had the mouse and keyboard though and you can... Of course, hook a mouse and keyboard up to it and it'll work fine. But um, anyway, I took games like Dirt Rally 2 because I wanted to see graphically what it could do. I took uh, a little game called Alba, Cat Quest 2, Robo Quest, Gunfire Reborn, Aperture Desk Job, which is a thing that uh, Valve made for free for this thing that is like a showcase of what it can do. And if you don't play that, at least go watch somebody's comment commentary free uh, video of it on YouTube. Because that Aperture Desk Job thing is great. It's set in the Portal universe. Uh, Cave Johnson's in there. Freaking. Oh, nice. It's amazing. Oh, it's, you got to watch it. Like, it's not even worth worrying about whether you play it for the first time. Because it's really rudimentary what you play. It's more of an interactive story. The story's great. And it makes me wish they were making more Portal shit. Just pisses me off that they're not. It's so good. Anyway, I played that. It's a nice showcase of what the device is all about. Uh, Broforce, older game, 2015. But man, yeah, Broforce, Broforce is good on here. Like is it, what I'm saying is these aren't games where I'm like, oh, let's really push the limits. This was games like what will play well on the road and in a mobile way and, you know, in my lap, in my hands, not not on a screen, not requiring, you know, being plugged into everything. Like how will these kinds of games play? And I'm happy to say they all played wonderfully. But um, games like Noida, Star Renegades, amazing turn based kind of JRPG sort of 16 bit looking mm, thing. I, that know, I love yeah. love that game. Played that a lot more than I thought I would. John, I got 20 minutes till dawn based on our yeah. conversation last week. Uh, Bo is, I love Bo Schwartz like a brother, but he's wrong about the art style of that game. Sure. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna, it's not a film I'm going to die on. It's a, a personal <laughs> preference. Thing. Yeah. I, I'm totally willing to say, like, don't listen to me. It actually that. looks pretty good, I think. Um, it uses lack of color to its benefit because when there is color, it's meaningful to the gameplay. But anyway, if you're all wondering if, if that's a good. I don't want to call it a knockoff. You want to, if you want to say that's a good vampire survivor like, it absolutely is. And I like it in a couple of ways a little bit more, the vampire survivor. First of all, it's not a bunch of reused assets, which some people really like that, but I don't know, whatever. Um, this is all original stuff. Uh, instead of having a life bar, you have life hits. And those can change depending on class and also power-ups in the game. So you have little hearts that represent how many times you can get hit before you die. So it's just a small change there. It's just slightly different strategy. Um, you also aim and fire in this game. You don't just walk around and auto fire, which I think I like a little better because it just adds gameplay to the game um, right. and a little more skill set stuff. So anyway, it's more like a dual stick shooter in that way. Other than that, it's very, very similar to the way it works. You get enough, you pick up all the little XP that drops. It gives you a bunch of choices of, of perks to move on to the next thing. Uh, the whole goal is to survive 20 minutes, which sounds easy, but it's not. There's also a 10-minute mode if you're just trying, if you're in a hurry and you just want to get in there, it kind of accelerates everything. And there's an unlimited mode, which I haven't tried yet. 
Uh, I unlocked, I think, five classes and three weapons, uh, which are two separate unlocks. And you get currency every time you play, so you can always get unlocking something. It's a cool one of these. I'm, I'm not surprised it's reviewing well. I think it's very rad. Uh, I played Orc Massage. Just kidding. Don't have it. Didn't play it. Uh, so what else? It's a shame. People are really chopping at the bit for us to try Orc Massage <laughs> one day. Well, yeah. yeah okay. So I actually bought Orc Massage a few weeks <gasps> ago. Oh! But huh? I booted it up and I just couldn't play it. Why? It's so it's so bad. Like it, it like I logged in and it was like uh, blah blah. You know they do the visual novel thing. I got yeah. through like three screens and I was like, this is so. Cr-. I wasted like twenty bucks. I just <laughs> oh no. And that's why I didn't bring that. it up because I didn't do anything. Me- I don't have anything meaningful to say about it. I'm like, it's such a piece of junk, you guys. Like don't don't even bother. Did you get a return? Uh, n- no. You I figured at some point that. it would be. I figured at some point it would be content, but a few weeks have gone by, and now we're just bringing it up, and I'm like, there are for sure people who listen to friends with me on Steam who can clearly see your your friend Gorak owns Orc Massage. Like, it's just going to seem like I'm lying about it. So I, I, at some point, I will play the game and review it for y'all. I, I don't think I'm going to live stream it on Pornhub or anything. Wow. Like that's just a joke. But uh, No. Yeah. I can think, can you Anyways. stream on Pornhub? I didn't know that was a thing. Did it, can you yeah, stream? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, you, could you, put wanna, the, you can have sex right now and stream it on there, and you, you're off to the races. Like I knew, you're an adult, <laughs> I knew, I knew you could do like you know archive video up there, like your own stuff, like YouTube, much it. But I didn't know you could stream live. That's crazy. What if you killed somebody in the middle of your session? You know, what are they well, do? I don't know how it works. I haven't done it. I just figure. I assume you're able to because I've seen other videos on there of, of that, that happen nature. often scott where people yeah, kill not, each other i'm not clear i haven't looked into it so i, I don't just know. feel like there's are there are seedy corners to the uh, porn industry where somebody might have slipped and stabbed somebody in the eye with something and they died on set that's all i'm saying <laughs> i don't well, know we need to talk about our i time mean on it's them. happened on movie sets like i sure you know but sure like that thing, that Western with the the, the Alec Baldwin deal that, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> what a rotten deal that is, man. Man, yeah, the whole thing. Horrible. Anyway, uh, what else? Oh, uh, uh, so that game's great. 20 Minutes Till Dawn, I'm just going to put it out there as a good one of those. I think it's actually my preferred way to play it. But I did play, I also played Vampire Survivors on there a bunch. And by the way, everything I'm mentioning here has cross-save. I wanted to pull that new like Animal Crossing-like that I talked about last week, uh, the Dinkum game. I wanted yeah. to play that. It plays. It's fine. But it's an early access, and they don't yet have implemented cloud saves. So I was like, well, I don't want to share my progress. I'm not going to worry about it. So that's why I didn't bring that one up. I played House Flipper on there. 100% works great on there. Fantastic House Flipper experience. Kind of dangerous how good it is on that. Uh, Darksiders Genesis. Remember this game? What a perfect yes. freaking mobile seven point whatever inch freaking game that is to play. It's perfect for this. Just per- I'm going to play that game. I'm going to beat Darksiders Genesis, finally. Oh, man. Yep. That's going on the list right next to uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima, yep. I wish I could play yeah. that here. I guess I could if I, I... There is a way to do remote play on your PS5, but I haven't figured it out yet. Anyway, uh, Cloudpunk, I've mentioned that before. It's that weird voxely cyberpunk-looking world thing. Do lots of deliveries, big story. Uh, mm-hmm. Beautiful atmosphere. That game I runs. That was Square Enix's NFT. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that is definitely not it. Uh, it is. It is smooth as, as silk and looks great. And I played a ton of that. The one game I was surprised how much I played was Skeletal. Skeletal. 
I said he got you. He got me. I didn't get anybody. That's proper word. No, that was the long. That was the long. That was the long con you got me with because for (laughs) years now you've been saying skeletal and we all laugh and whatever and we say skeletal like you're supposed to or at least we think we're supposed to. (laughs) But it eventually got me. It got me. All right, skeletal. Well, no, you Avenger. said a real word. Skeletal's a real pronunciation. Oh, uh, just is. clearly living in Scott's head, rent free. <laughs> <laughs> just immediately oh, jumped in. It was Engle- like English is living in English is living in his head, rent free. That's true. It's the only language I know. You're totally right. Yeah. Um, so, skeletal Avenger, Avengers, Avenger. It doesn't sound as good. Like I'm gonna just be honest. Skeletal Avenger does not sound as good as Skeletal Avenger. I kind of agree, actually. You know what? I'm changing it. Today's the day. Skeletal from now on. That's it. I've come. It I've caved. Better. It yeah, sounds better. It is better. Bo's right. He's been right the whole time. Skeletal Avenger. Uh, it's a roguelike. Skeletal shake. The <laughs> where you you go around as a little skeleton guy and you fight through dungeons, uh, roguelike like, and you ch- chuck your head at things and it comes back to you, kind of boomerang so style. So is that good? I've seen this. It's before. very good. I've been interested. The gameplay is yeah. amazing. The gameplay is really really good. I think it has a kind of a sparse look to it, which may turn some people off, but I think the game itself really strong. I reviewed it somewhere last year when it was in early access, but it's out now and, and fantastic. That game really hooked me in. For this play, for these playthroughs, I played a ton of Skeletal Avenger, which I will now call from now on. Everybody wants to know how Final Fantasy VII Remake plays. Wonderfully. Smooth as pie. Great. No issues. Beautiful. Uh, I don't have a single bad thing to say about the time I spent in Final Fantasy VII Remake. And, of course, all my stuff saved and moved back and forth. Um, the controller in this thing is really good. Like, these thumbsticks are legit. And that's how I'm playing it on PC anyway. I'm not playing with a mouse and keyboard. So, this is it's perfect. Perfect for that. Uh, let's see. I mentioned that one. Let's see. Sonic and All Stars Racing Tram. Uh, sorry, sorry. Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed, which is like their Mario Kart game, but for the Sonic and Sega universe. So you got like the crazy taxi guy, and you got. Um, I've heard it's very good. It's very to be, good. It's to a be gr- fair. I've yeah. heard it's it's really really. Solid. It's excellent. It's a very good game. It's older now. It's like 2012 or something, but that played great. And I just wanted to feel what it would be like to play a proper kart game on a handheld in the way I might with a Nintendo game and compare the feeling. And it was, it was all very good. Um, rogue legacy two is fantastic on this thing. Played a bunch of that. I played the spiral remaster trilogy on this thing. So those are the games I played. Um, I didn't have, t- how are you feeling about spiral remaster? Cause that's a game that, uh, I think, I think I recommended to you last week. You did. I don't think you had played it. I played. Maybe, I think I may have played a little, or maybe I just got a look at it finally and went, "Whoa!" They really went crazy with the graphic overhaul. Like it's a very, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a remake basically. It's like not a, yeah. not a, not even a remaster. I think it, they're underselling it when they say remaster. So yeah, I did play a bit of it that last week, but getting it on here, it's just kind of perfect for a device like this. It's, you know, in terms of the gameplay, it's a throwback to simpler times of 3D, you know, uh, platformers and. There's always been a real charm about those spiral games. It's it's very fun, uh, and it played just without a dip in frame rate or anything. It's just it ran great, no issues. I didn't, in fact, I didn't have any tech issues for anything, with one exception, that's which huge. I'll get to. Yeah, oh, okay, I was one exception. Say, like that's crazy, and it's not a game exception. It's a thing that they're apparently going to patch soon, so I'll explain. But uh, and then I wanted to at least mention this. I talked about it on Play Retro, but there is a. This is an amazing retro device. I have a ton of old ROMs for every possible console or device or PC thing you can think of. And there's this website called EMU 
sorry, let me get this right. EMUdeck.com. And it's 100% dedicated to the Steam Deck and uh, getting retro up and running on it. And it's so simple, it almost hurt how easy this was. I went in, there's like five easy steps. Be Basically, you, you can restart this thing in desktop mode, and it's a full-blown Linux desktop, this device. And it's, you know, whatever flavor uh, Valve's version of Linux is. Anyway, you go into that thing, and it's, you know, mouse and keyboard if you want, or you can use these little thumb pads to move stuff around. And you literally just go to a website on the device, download this installer, run it, does all the work for you, and then you load your ROMs in there. I put an SD card in here with about, I don't know, 128 gig worth of space. So, so I'm not even filling the main drive. It's just the SD add-on. And all my ROMs are in there, all categories, categorized and whatever. I run all that. Then I restart in game mode, they call it, which just puts you back in the Steam Deck mode of, you know, the big big screen interface and all that. And now suddenly Steam, and this is the, oh, this is the best part, Steam has built into it, even on desktop, they've got all the interfaces and like front ends for, for retro games and uh, oh. things like emulation station, which is the most popular one. is just a thing you can go get for free on steam. It's just a thing you download. Mm-hmm. I download that. Bam. I've got it all. I click play. I go in GBA. There's a thousand games and SNES, a thousand games, and they all play with their shaders and all the stuff you expect. And you can do save states and it's just was the easiest thing I've ever done with retro in my life. And I love it. I freaking love that. So that's now my like go-to retro device. And I don't think I need anything else ever again. <laughs> um, okay. So here are my only two complaints about the device. Okay. Uh, number one, the, this is a thing they can fix and they say they're going to fix in an upcoming patch. When you go into desktop mode, they don't have native drivers for, the controller or for the pads that you use as like a mouse unless steam is running in desktop mode. So some things require you to close steam to use it. Well, if you do that, that means you better have a mouse and keyboard hooked up or else you're not going to be able to control anything within the desktop. So it's a little annoying for everything I had to do for retro is no big deal because you didn't have to exit steam. It just worked. So I just, did it that way and it was fine. That's going to get fixed. And they've been doing this pretty regularly, like adding new functionality saying, Oh, okay. In desktop mode, now you can do this and this and this. So they're giving people more tools and it's, it's all good. Um, not much of a complaint, but just a little thing I ran into second thing or the only other thing really that, that bugs me. This is a standard led screen, a good one. And like most things with led screens, they're fine. Your computer monitors that are led, uh, whatever, they're fine. Um, this has the same problems they do. Like, let's say you got a game that goes, the screen goes black, but because it's backlit, you're still going to get some light leak on the edges a little bit. Yeah. And some places might be a little higher and a little lower over here or whatever. Like a, again, very common with led technology. This is not an OLED screen. Um, I, I just find myself when those moments happen, I go, oh, I wish this was OLED. That's really a weird complaint because we would be paying a lot more for this device if it was OLED. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So uh, again, not much of a complaint. That's why I'm so happy with it because that's all I have to say. It's bad. I don't. Battery life's been great. Uh, mm. If you're playing a really heavy 3D game, you're going to get less battery life, but I'm still getting more than my Switch does for most games. And for less, you know, like the retro stuff I talked about or something like uh, Bro Force or something, 
where it's a little less 3D intensive. Uh, I get way more battery life on those. And charging's a cinch. It's also got the charger on top, not underneath, which is weird on the switch. So that you know, the having that on top is out of the way, and you're you can have it plugged in while you're playing. The, there is a fan when things get hot, but it's really quiet. Uh, oh, see, that was the thing I had heard. Is I had heard the fan was loud. It's not loud at all. I, I don't think it is. I mean, it sounds. Yeah. You can hear it going. Well, let's see if I can get it. Well, no, it's off now. But it, it it's just like a little like. It's hard, it's hard to explain. Like a quiet laptop um, doesn't bother me at all. And knowing what okay. it's what's in there and what it does, you know, that's not that shocking that any of this is the case. But um, it's I freaking fell in love with it, you guys. I really like this device. Uh, my next thing is I've got a, a little hub coming that's going to allow me to take the single USB-C Thunder, Thunderbolt part, port, which you currently charge with or also do data with or whatever. If you want, um, it'll go out to a hub and then I'll have this connect to my TV via HDMI on that hub and I'll get to see what it's like to play this stuff on a TV, like right from this device. And then I'll Bluetooth some other controllers and just kind of see what that experience is like so I can talk about it. Um, but yeah, like if my goal was to not have something in bed that will keep me up too late, this was a mistake. This was a horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Right? That sounds awesome. Because I mean, the number one good, thing that you that get with this, good. and we talked about it last week, I know, but when you open this up, you realize... This isn't a typical purchase where you go, okay, well, now i got to go buy games for it. And I can maybe afford one or two because this damn machine costs so much or whatever. Instead, this one's like, open it up. You're immediately presented with your massive library you already own and have had for 15 years. And all of it plays. And they also give you a really great categorization that says, you know, they they're literally Valve is testing every game they have to tell you whether or not it works great on there or if there's some caveats or if it doesn't work at all for some reason or whatever. I haven't run into any, any of those, but there are some where it'll say this is great in these four categories, but the screen, the text on the screen is a little small for a portable. They'll tell you that, but it still plays. Mm. So you can try it. Um, I ran into, oh, oh, I forgot to say I played Grim Dawn and that was the problem I ran into. All the text too small. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess they're working Grim on Dawn's it. UI seemed like even on my PC, I was like, Oh, this is what they're, they're going with. I think I cranked it up immediately. Like Grim Dawn really expects you to have good eyes. They do. Yeah. Which bummed me out a little on, at least on this thing that, that it did that. But there were others like Genesis, uh, Darksiders Genesis lets you fiddle with the font size and all that stuff all you want. So some games, you know, it's going to vary, but some games are just straight up like green check. You're all good on all the, all the categories. And sure enough, it's totally right. They just run. No issues, no problems. If it has a game where you may have to use the thumb pad to do a drop down menu or to enter your name or something, it'll tell you that before you even download the thing. So you can filter all of Steam, including your library or just the store or whatever, and have it say, I only want to see stuff that is got the green check mark for all the categories. Or I only want to see stuff that says it works, but it may have some caveats. Or just eliminate anything that says it doesn't work. Like it's got all these sorts of filters that are really easy to use. Um, it just made for an amazing experience. I can't believe how they nailed this for me, given how splish splashy their previous hardware efforts were. Yeah, you know the controller and the Steam Box and the Steam Link and all that. They all had some neat ideas with them, but just bad execution. The controller was a such a weird idea. No two sticks. Like what are you even thinking? Like so many weird choices, but this feels like they really thought about it. Um, and I'm, I'm in love with this device. I just freaking love it. 
So, and it's massive. I'm telling you, this is it's a pound and a half, but that may not sound like much. I feel like I'm holding a small dog. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but that's yeah, what I want. Like, that's what I want. I want something. Beefy. How does it compare to Switch? Is it like two switches, two point five switches? Do I have my Switch down here? Shoot, it's not here, so I can't. Well, no, I have something to compare it. So I have something. That's the roughly, Switch is a, Switch is pretty light overall, right? Like this is about not, the, that's about the size of my Switch, right? My light, my light. So here's the comparison. Okay, so it definitely looks heavier. Definitely bigger too. But you, what you're trading, like, you know, the problem. One of the problems with with portables of any kind, Switch is one of them, is the the controls sort of feel not flimsy, but like you know, they're not the best sticks. They're they're gonna no, be. It almost feels like a hollow box sometimes. A little bit, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like a plastic, a little plasticky, a little toy like or whatever. This yeah. feels solid state and chunky, and 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 the controller feels like. Like these are tight sticks. They feel like they're on a 360 or better controller. Like, like when you get an iPad, you feel it. It feels weighty and solid, right? Versus yeah. like a Galaxy, which can feel like a plastic case. Like yeah, there you a go. Different feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's so you're saying comparison. that it's more on the iPad side of things where it feels like a solid piece of equipment. Yeah. And for those that are worried, if you have small hands, I don't think you have it too much to worry about. The this one concern I kept hearing was, wow, that D-pad and these buttons are so far to the edge. It feels good, though feels like you're, I don't know, it feels right to me. I think your, your mileage may vary depending on hand size and yeah, different yeah. products, right? So some people do with small hands, maybe. For sure. Might have more of an issue. For but. sure. And it's got those buttons on the back that I don't know what I'll ever use them for. The, the what do they call those, R5 and R4, left and right. They're on the, the like the, the Pro, um, what's the Xbox one called? The John has it. Um, oh, the yeah, the Xbox... Controller Pro, that's whatever that's Pro called. Controller. Yeah, they have those under ones. That those are on here as well. I don't know what games I'll play that'll use it. The the Portal demo thing did it's use it. It's popular for first person shooters, I believe. I believe it's it, it's like a reactionary like pro, <laughs> like considered a pro thing to do. I don't know. I'm not that good at video games, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, again, I may use them. I may not. They're not intrusive or you know, a problem, but it's nice to know they're there if I need them. Um, the tech on the two pads is actually kind of impressive. It's all haptic. So I can feel my mouse move as I move it. Um, it has haptics in general. It's also got gyro gyroscoping and you're not really going to matter unless you have a game that uses it. I got into VR chat for a while in there, Bo. I thought you'd like that. Just messed around. You played VR chat on your handheld? Yeah. Yeah. It works great. Just like it does on flat screen desktop. Um, you know, it's not the same as being immersed it's in the It's definitely helmet. like far from the same experience. Oh yeah. Not even, I'm sure it's not even close, but it, it worked. And I saw a lot of psycho people doing weird shit. So that, that confirmed it. Yeah. You missed it. We, me and Crofton got in. You, uh, oh, I was going to try like, to get in about during my section, but yeah, you know, it's, yeah, I was going to try to get it, in. It's got experience VR thing. No, we didn't get much done, so you know maybe we'll. Get we got to do. Still want to do a room crawl at some point and just have people come in. But I'm still doing research for which rooms. Nice, nice. Um, the oh, the other, the only other two things I haven't done was you can run Discord on this thing, and I and I don't know how to do it yet. It's probably just install oh. Linux oh. version of Discord. Probably I don't know. Um. Because I don't think there's a native Discord client in the Steam store, but I think there's a way around it. Anyway, um, I'll look it up. But then the other one was you have there is a way to do Game Pass until Microsoft makes a native app. You just do a browser type thing, and it works really well. Apparently, I just haven't gone through the hoops to do it. You just have to go desktop mode, download the Edge beta for Linux, 
browser and then you go to the you know the thing log in and you're done and then there's a way to shortcut it into the main interface and then you go out of desktop mode and then from then on you're just playing game pass through steam mm. so i'm gonna mess with that this week get that working apparently that works really well and like flawlessly and no issues other than the initial setup so anyway i really like it i guess that's my you know my my big takeaway is um i was skeptical about whether they would get all the little details right on making it easy to get in, to get out, to play, to to sync those experiences over desktop and all that. And it's all great. I just don't have, I haven't had any problems at all. I had no game slow down on me. But, you know, again, this thing's only running at 1280 by 700 or something. Um, but at that size, it, you know, that's fine. It doesn't, it's not a problem. But I, you know, and I haven't output this stuff to 4K or anything weird like that. Um, but I don't know why I'd need to. So, so yeah, it's impressive as shit. <laughs> I can't believe they nailed it. There's a reason these are on back order forever. I think people are. This is like a genuine hit for for Valve, and uh, I'm I'm very happy to have one. So there's that. Nice. Sorry that took forever, John. Well, no, Hello. I want to hear about it. Well, it's good. Yeah, I uh, want to know what I missed out on. Well, <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, whatever. There's a day where you'll end up with one. So I, t- I mean, I immediately re-pre-ordered. So, yeah, theoretically, in yeah. a year or so, like, I'm going to get another opportunity. It'll be I, fine. I think having access to the game sound like, because it's always like, I got to sit at my computer to play this game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it on my console and don't right. have it on a phone. Right. It opens up like just new opportunities for children, especially certain games that you kind of maybe left and or or felt like, well, the de- if I'm going to be in front of my computer, I'm going to play a thing that's suited to that more. And you're going to push something like, say, Genesis or uh, Darksiders Genesis to the side. I'm thinking about that one a lot right. because of how much playtime I got with it this week and how much fun I freaking had. And I, and I realized, well, that's because this thing is so perfectly suited to this format. It would be great on a controller on a TV as well. And that version exists. But. My point is, like, you know, I could see myself playing, I don't know, you could play Final Fantasy fourteen on this thing in bed because that has full controller support. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, like, or just even, is it like, is this like, oh, I really want to play this game, but maybe I should get out and go to a Starbucks or go to the beach or just get some sunshine? Or, or now it's like, I can do both. Yeah. I, you know, the yeah. idea that, like, mm, I want to play that high-end game I really want to play, but also I want to, like, I don't know. I got to visit family, maybe, or you mm-hmm. know, like sure. But it's a bit of bit a bit of a drive away. So what am I going to do at my downtime? Maybe I won't go. Maybe I'll just play my video game. Whatever the case may be, sure. You can kind of get both now, so that it is kind of nice. And I have the 500 gig ver- version, and everything I just told you guys about is only taken up. I mean, some of those games are like 100 gig each. One of them is anyway. Um, I've only taken up. I still have 150 gig or something of space. So ton, tons of room, and you can uninstall, reinstall. Oh, the other thing is I, I was worried it wouldn't be... You know, Steam's very fast installing games. If you have good internet, it's very quick, as as opposed to some of the console networks aren't that great. Right, and so right. Steam's always been fast. Really fast on here. Like, I had games in no time. I just didn't even have to hard to think about it. It's like, oh, 8 gig is all that is? Well, I'll be here in 10 minutes. And then, no, it's done in like a minute and a half, two minutes on my... you got gigabyte... Uh... I have gigab- yeah, I have gigabit cable, which... You know, downloads so, are really good on uploads are as, salty. As do I? So it's like that. Like, it's so fun having it's like eighty gigs. Yeah, whatever. Be yeah, done in like twenty minutes. Like, you can also stream. <laughs> I forgot to mention this. If you wanted to just stream stuff from your PC, you could also right. do that, just like you can other other computers. Um, I didn't try that, but I I know it's in there. It even said you can stream this if you want. You know that sort of thing. So anyway, it's really neat. Um, 
Uh, chat says Scott uses Arch now. You mean RetroArch? That's probably what you mean. Um, yeah, RetroArch is part of that install that you do at emudeck.com. That has everything you need. So if you're a deck owner and you're hearing all this and going, ooh, I want to get my groove on with the retro, that's all you have to do. Go check it out. So I am. So that's where I'm picking up my my Pokemon pinball as well. That's very good there. Uh, all right, let's move on. Bo uh, or John, you've been playing Bioshock, and I, I you wrote, I have no idea why, and I also have no idea why. What happened there? I don't know why. I just all of a sudden one night I was like, you know what? I want to hear that weird old timey sounding version of uh, Somewhere Beyond the Sea, and I listened to it, and then I was like, God, I can play bioshock again and so then yeah i installed bioshock and i started playing bioshock you know what that game is pretty darn good the shooting in it is still a little clunky like it's not the best yeah um it suffers pretty heavily because i wanted to play it with a controller because like by default mouse and keyboard just it felt off Mm. and so i was like fine i'll just play with a controller it'll be fine like it's a good game for that anyway um and it is overly generous with the auto aim in a way that i was just like man the shooting feels real arbitrary in this game it's like shooting their general direction it's like playing original doom like they're up on a hill and you're shooting straight ahead and they just die but uh i i really like bioshock that game remains very very good and i'd kind of forgotten about just how good it was at being atmospheric and like being genuinely creepy and scary at times. Like that game is still very effective uh, at what it at what it does. So, yeah, I don't really know why I decided to play it, but I, I played a little bit of Bioshock. I don't think I'm going to play through the whole thing, but it was fun to get back in and play with the powers and all of that. So, uh, did yeah, that make did you want to try um, two or or what's the infinite or any of that again, or or do you feel like you'll get your fill here with the first game? I played Infinite again not too too long ago, and I I think Infinite is also really good. I yeah. have a I have a good time with that. Yeah. Um, two I never got into. I should actually try two again because I never liked it enough to finish it. Uh, I just there's something about it I didn't love. So maybe I should maybe I should do that. Maybe I should go back into two and give it another go. Yeah, but, I'm curious about that. Two had two had mixed reactions, but the I guess the DLC for two is still like this revered part yeah, of the game. Yeah, that's the other thing. I never played that, and it yeah, supposedly it had really really good DLC that yeah. like kind of condensed Bioshock into a a really like bite sized chunk in a good way. So yeah, I could check that out at some point. Sure, I think that might be fun. Uh, I finished Final Fantasy VII. That's another one crossed off. I've now beaten seven of those suckers. Um, Final Fantasy VII is a real good game. I'll say that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it it made this whole NFT story really interesting to get to the end of that. Because it also, you know, now we live in an era where Final Fantasy's narrative has continued on, but it has a really kind of interesting ending. Like it's kind of abrupt. You know, you you imagine JRPGs, and I think most of them are known for these big, elongated, like, oh, heroes, you saved our kingdom. Let's have a dance party. Come stand before the king, and we'll talk about how great you are. And, you know, like, you get epilogues of some sort, and Final Fantasy VII isn't like that. It's like, hey, I really hope that the planet decides people get to keep living on it, because that's basically what it comes down to. 
is like, hey, we're going to activate this thing. We're going to do our part. Like going back to that whole eco warrior sense, it's like you're going to do all that you can do. And it's kind of up to the planet beyond this if you guys are going to live or die. And it's like you do what you can do and everyone looks at the planet and they're like, it's fighting. And then the game ends Mm -hmm. and you do get a post credit scene. But even the post credit scene is ambiguous enough. There's no people in it. Like you don't you don't see a bunch of people running around and you see ruins of a city. Uh, So it definitely doesn't make it crystal clear of like, Hey, this is the way it went. Like, and that's not common for a final fantasy game. And I kind of dug it and I thought it was pretty good. Although, you know, again, we have movies, we know (laughs) they have canonized what has happened (laughs) since then. Sure. Um, it's not much of a mystery these days, but I had a really good time with it. It's a, it's a really solid game made better. I I would say by having played final fantasy seven remake, And that's the thing that I kind of kept coming back to is like movies like Advent Children playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake. When I started this game, I already cared about these characters a lot more than most people would Mm -hmm. if they just were picking up the game fresh, uh, not knowing it. And I can't ignore that. Like, I can't pretend I don't have the voice that they've given Barrett in my head when he's giving his big speeches in text form in seven and that that makes that character infinitely more likable to me. So, you know, I think remake definitely helped ingratiate that game to me, but I just had a, I had a really wonderful time with it. And uh, again, it's sad that it was on the back of so many people that didn't get paid by square Enix to make this experience the way it should be. Those mods did amazing work, uh, with some minor exceptions where it made the gameplay way harder in places unintentionally. But, um, you know, kudos to the people who did the mods. Like that is the experience people should have when they play that game. And it, it sucks that nothing official has come out in that capacity. I agree. Uh, that they did amazing work. Let's uh, real that, cool. let's celebrate by hearing Barrett Wallace for a moment. Say, yeah, funny way to ask for help. Get off! Don't just stand there. Help me out, damn it! I mean, if you need my help, this is coming out of your pay, Merc. Think it's time to bring out the big gun. <laughs> so, real quick, <laughs> I just want to recommend this YouTube video. It is one hour thirty-seven minutes of nonstop, no break Barrett lines. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds about right. That yeah. sounds like what he would do if left to his own devices. Yeah. So if you don't uh, have enough Barrett Wallace in your life, I'm telling you. He's it's all great. Right. He's yeah. like, he's kind of low key. My favorite character in that game. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of characters get a lot of attention for standing out. You got cloud with the big sword. You got Tifa with the big hair. You got, uh, you know, you got Red 13, you <laughs> yeah, got a cool with cat. The big hair, the <laughs> yep, that's what everybody knows of her. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Aerith and her whole story. But, like, Barrett has a really great personality throughout and a really great arc as a character. And, like, more complete than most of them. And I think he is uh, really kind of the heart of that story in a mm-hmm. big way. Yep. Well, I like cool. him. I like but, him, too. Uh, I like him a lot. He's awesome. And he's really good on a Steam Deck, that guy. 
Yeah. yeah, so how was that on the Steam Deck? It ran great. No problem. Yeah. I mentioned it Where earlier. But I, I didn't, get, that, I didn't get too deep, but uh, I played probably an additional hour and a half. My goal, it went weird because I thought, well, that'll probably be all I play this weekend. And I ended up like spending most of my time on weird little shit I'd forgotten about. <laughs> no, so, you got to take it for a drive. I mean, you yeah. get a new piece of hardware, you have all these games, you got to see how it works. It makes yeah. sense. It's, yeah, it's, but it's it was totally, great. And I got to, you know, I got to see Barrett be cool with his kid and, you know, get mad at me and I hung out in town, did some quests, did a couple of quests, but nothing to, I didn't do too Changing much. Changing the air filters. I haven't done, I don't, I did that one already. Uh, I'm on to whatever's after that. Okay. So that air filter fighting rats and that's where you go uh, to get paid. Like there's a bit of, te- oh, there's some side quest stuff to do before you go and get your money. Yeah. So have you gotten your money? No, yet? no, I'm about to okay. get my money. I think, I think I'm have in those Have you played side quests. darts yet? That's the real. No, yeah. no, I have there not. played darts. I just want to spoil things. Cause it's like, what happens after it's like, it's sort of shitty, but like story wise, like, but it makes sense. Yeah. But then you're like, Oh no, it picks up. Oh man. <laughs> there's a real, there's a real good antagonist too in the area. <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but I'm just looking forward to you meeting this one character that happens somewhat after what you're doing like on your way to your next main mission yeah and i think you're gonna like well, so i'm just curious to see what your reaction is to that character i will oh, definitely i know you know who, who i'm talking talk- you know who i'm about. talking about right? i didn't yeah. at first i was like who the hell is bo talking about he, he's an antagonist not not a not a friendly pc but an right. enemy it, PC. It, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 he's quite he's, a character i forgot it, about weirdly him not like, oh, in the yeah. original seven uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm glad he's. I mean, I'm glad he's here. Even the chat's I like, oh, too. that guy. Yeah, they seem to. Speaking have... of that guy, he's yeah. got great uh, hair. Great yeah. hair. And not, it's not as good as Clouds though. <laughs> he's got just, great. He's got great hair, Scott. Yeah. Don't listen to John. Okay. No, it's not as good as Clouds. Clouds hair is better. Right. Uh, so I also played Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. Uh, and I was going to boot that up and maybe do a fresh run on it on stream. I didn't really know what to do. And people said, Hey, did you ever play the Yuffie DLC for that game? I said, no, well, you should. It's really good. So I loaded it up and it turns out it's really good. Mm. Um, I gotta play that. I haven't played it. I gotta play it. They've, uh, they've taken what was an incredibly annoying part of final fantasy seven, which was this thing called Fort Condor which was basically a weird tower defense game that you played and it was extremely slow and extremely early and they've put it in this DLC, not as a place you go, but as like a quote unquote video game. Although it's, it's like a board game mixed with a video game that everybody plays. And it's actually a really fun mini game that they put in this thing. Mm. Like I genuinely like it and would probably play this game if it was offered as like an NFT, maybe even (laughs) as an NFT. Uh, Like it's, Uh, it's kind of crazy. Would I play it? Fort Condor stuff's good. If I don't like, uh, I'm looking forward to it. If I don't like tower defense, would I hate it or how, how would I feel? It's not terrible. It doesn't play exactly like tower defense. It plays like, if you scaled down a MOBA to a really stupid degree, because basically you have a base and two towers, right? And lanes that are basically like a rock wall. So there's barely any lane to it. It's like it's a wall, but it divides naturally the environment into three pathways. Hmm. Okay. And you basically use your action bar. It feels just like in combat and you can hit multiple meters 
to spawn units to go and attack the enemy's bases and core, but they're doing the same thing. And then it has a rock, paper, scissors counter mechanic. So like these are ranged fighters and those are really good against shield units and shield units are really good against melee units. Melee units are really good against ranged units. So it has this like thing and it's this race of like, well, you need to spawn the right things to protect your base, but you also want to assault their base. So do you, how much do you let the gauge fill up? What units do you put down? Are you spending it just countering things nonstop? Are you actually going to get aggressive with it? It's genuinely fun and it moves at a good clip. So like the games are short. I think like rounds are like less than two minutes, even, you know, even if you go to a stalemate, it goes off of who's done the most damage or destroyed the most structures. So, you know, you don't have to completely destroy the enemy's core to have won. You can destroy mm. a tower, and if they didn't destroy a tower of yours, you win after the time elapses. Mm. And you collect new boards, new armies, new units to kind of customize your deck of, you know, what you can spawn. Like, it's legitimately a really good like mini game in this thing i i had a good time with it uh running around and doing it and uh yuffie is an interesting character to play as she's like a weird melee ranged hybrid in this game um i definitely am missing having other party members playing as her like i have the exact opposite reaction as when i play remake when i'm playing remake as cloud i'm like i can handle anything until something's out of range and then i'm like okay i need barrett i guess but I begrudgingly will bring Barrett in, but like cloud, I feel ready to deal with whatever's coming at me. Yuffie is the exact opposite. I'm like, gosh, I wish I had a party to soak up some of these hits as things like hit you, but it's pretty cool because you can kind of do the God of War thing. Like you throw your little spinning blade out and it'll lock into a position for a while and then you can cast magic while it's out hitting something Mm. and then call it back to you. So she she plays really cool and it's just a neat little DLC. If I have one complaint about it uh, is I asked my chat this and they said, no, it's it's something you only launch on its own. It definitely takes place at a point in the story, Mm. like things that have happened in the game have happened. And it's definitely before other things have happened in reaction to that. And yet there is no way to organically play it within the story itself. It is always its own side thing that you launch. And I think that's unfortunate. I wish it would be something where when you hit that point in the story, either you get a prompt or even if it's like when you start a new game, say, Hey, I want to play the full story. Please include the Yuffie stuff in there. Um, I just wish that that would be included in like, it. Like, like, uh, like mankind or human revolution did with the missing link DLC. Yeah. Like the missing yeah. link DLC is like traveling between two zones. Yeah. All this stuff happens, but in the original game, you know, you just travel, but then you get like 20 hours worth of content yeah. in their director's cut where it's like, it's just part of the game. Like you, yeah. you go and you do the boat stuff, which is really awesome. Yeah. That but, is a uh, cool, I love that stuff. So my red, but the version of remake I'm playing, I got on Steam, and that comes with all this, right? Doesn't that DLC yep. included? Okay, yeah, yeah. The yeah, PC stuff is the full deal. All yeah. right. that's why it's called Integrate Remake Integrate. Oh, Integrate the is the integrated. Oh, integrate is the DLC. Yeah. It's integrated, yeah. but not really. You still <laughs> launch it separately. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird choice they made there, but all right. 
I mean, I understand it. It's a lot of content and maybe you don't want that breaking up the flow of the story. Like it is a very side, like here's fun activities, here's weird activities, but I feel like it should at least be an option to combine. Chat room has a point. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Chat room has a point. They think that your mini game you're talking about is basically clash Royale. It does sound like that's what you described. I don't know. It if you could ever be. It. I don't know. I've never played. You never Clash. played it. Okay, so I think it is. <laughs> it is basically that's what the new WoW game, uh, the WoW based mobile game is as well. It's a wave, uh, you know, or it's it, what you described as that game type, which yeah. is not a problem. Like the, the Clash Royale's problem isn't that it's not a good game. It's a fantastic game. It's that it's monetized to hell and back, um, and probably the WoW game will be the same problem. But the the actual core of that is really fun. This sounds like a fun implementation where I'm not having to nickel and dime my way to a win. So that's cool. No, now in the world of Midgar, like you still probably pay to win, but you're paying at like a different level. It's with Gil. You go out, kill a monster and get money. It's not yeah. like the real world where it's like, oh, well, you got to go work from, you know, yeah. seven in it the hits morning different. until five in the afternoon. I mean, to yeah. get Gwent and Witcher, Witcher 3 is pay to win too. Like try winning games with just a starter deck, right? I think that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. You gotta go out. You gotta go out and earn those cards. But like, it's fun because it's just part of it's progression. It's part of the game. Yeah. yeah, it's different than just I pulled my credit card out. I hate that. Also, and not I don't want to stab that conversation today. But TCGs are a bit of an exceptional space in my mind to some degree. But we'll, yeah, you've said that before, I, and I agree with it. Like, I think it 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 can do things because part of their part of the pay to win strategy that you see in a TCG is the exact same one that exists in TCGs that you go buy at a store and take home and open packs and you know it's the same yeah. it's really just a translation of that there, same there, there, there's a level where the expenditure is not that high where it's fun to see what cool shit you're going to get yeah and what you can trade it for in the secondary market these right. video games don't have secondary markets and that's really the that's the big difference yeah or, and also, you're not going to run into Post Malone by accident at a Walmart, which happened here a couple of times for some Magic players. He's huge into Magic, and he has a house out yeah. here, so he splits between L.A. and Park City. And somebody walked into his into this. He shows up for F and M on Fridays. He loves it, dude. He's so into it. He was there's video of him just poking, like walking around kind of nonchalantly in a Walmart, trying to find where they had their new shipment of Magic cards, and then got in there and signed a bunch of stuff and bought like four boxes of the stuff and left and yeah magic's magic's awesome he's into it anyway uh that was it sounded like a name drop it's not i wasn't there <laughs> i just heard about it <laughs> you're like me um, do you have any other good friends you want to together. know about yeah yeah i should probably good, tell you more any other any other celebrity friends yeah. when i'm not getting calls from my pal dead mouse i yeah. uh, hang out at the yeah Walmart when he doesn't call i'm hanging out with john romero at uh, software and more and uh <laughs> yeah. and then the other thing uh john you downloaded and played as dusk falls which i guess is that game pass thing that looked like uh, a weird slideshow and we all were a little concerned about it so i'm really curious about this <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what you think it is. It is that that kind of animation of we are going from still image to still image with a fade transition and we're telling a story and you're making decisions. Um, So right away, if that makes you angry and you're you're sitting there seething, it's not a game for you. Mm. But it is a story game. There is, you know, it's got quick time events. It's got choices. It's, uh, you know dialogue choices it's got choices as far as like what you do in the world uh to craft a narrative and i don't know because i'm only working on my first playthrough of it i don't know what level of differentiation you can get in a tale um but there's definitely 
like that's the premise is like hey this is the path your decisions put you on and i have to say it's very good i'm having a good time with it now these games give me anxiety because it does a very good job of making you care about these characters yeah and you know things are going to go wrong Mm -hmm. and you don't want them to and you're making the best choices you can but at the end of the day, things are going to go wrong and you have to learn to accept the fact that you are going to make really horrible decisions. And that's where I'm at is, ma- is making horrible decisions and trying to be OK with it. Um, but it is a compelling story. And I, I would say I'm not even necessarily to the big hook because I do believe this game has a bit of a time jump to it. Um, but. I'm kind of still seeing what sets everything off, but it's very well voice acted. It is crafting an interesting story that I find compelling. And how about this art direction? I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. Is it, is it weird? The art direction? Is it, is it jarring? I mean, it's exactly what you see. Like you either find that weird or not. Like it, I can imagine some people it is, they are basing it on real people. So I've done a lot of like, where do I know this person from? Mm. Cause I feel like I've seen a lot of these people like that, that shop owner. I'm like, I've seen her in something. Yeah. There's a kid in this that I saw him and I was like, I want to punch that kid in his face. And I was like, why am I so hostile towards this person? I just saw. And I think it's because he was in a show or something that I saw and he was awful in it. Like not <laughs> as an actor, as a, as a person, as a yeah. character. And it's just, it is ingrained in me that when I see this kid, he is a bad person. Mm. So, you know, it's not going to be for everybody. This is either your type of game or it isn't. And that's fine. But if this is the type of game that you can enjoy from what I've experienced so far, it's a very good one of these. This looks like a game I would love to sit on the couch with my daughter or my wife or both and actually go through this together and like, these decisions are like, well, no, don't do that. She'll do this. You know, like that feels like a fun yeah. co-op kind of, you know, one of those games. In- interactive movie kind of. It's yeah. Perfect for that. You can even do extended timers with that in mind. So like you can go into settings and say, Hey, give us a lot more time to make our decisions because it, it kind of has two purposes. One is it does have a broadcast mode where your Twitch chat can vote and help make decisions for you. But it also, you know, it can just be a case where, you know, I want to talk it over with my family. We want to make it kind of a family event sort of deal. Sure. So it kind of does both things. Like it has really good, as far as I know, like Twitch integration where you can participate with your chat. Uh, But even just for sitting down with family, it seems like a good thing you can do. Hmm. So I'm I'm very intrigued by it. I'm going to probably play through it. And I wouldn't be surprised if I go and try and watch some other people stream it just to see what sort of differences happen uh, as far as a playthrough. But I'm having a lot of fun with it. I I think it's pretty good. Again, it's not going to change anybody's mind. If if you hate the idea of it. This isn't going to turn you around on it. It's sure. just very solid. It's a, a visual novel style choice making deal. Is the yeah, game. and very well acted. Like yeah. I'm That's still, important. I recognize the guy who plays the the dad. Uh-huh. Uh, not the dad. There's like there's a grandpa at the beginning, and I recognize his voice, but I cannot place where I know him from. Yeah. So from from an art style perspective, for those maybe wondering when they've seen screenshots or video of this, it's what they did is they filmed or they shot the actors 
still shot or got footage and then still shot or however they did it. But they got these stills and then went in and did these painterly filters on them. So this is not, it looks hand painted, but it isn't. I did a little bit of digging on this. So all these things look like actual like oil paintings or something. They're not. They're they're touched up photos, but it still has that look of like a painterly um, effect or whatever. And it's pretty cool. It's neat. I mean, I think that I think the style is actually kind of cool. I just don't know how I'm going to feel about the slideshow effect, which feels like school, you know, a little bit. Yeah, there's an there's an element of that. Um, but, you know, I think about like all those um, telltale games, which I enjoyed a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, it's not like those were really technically impressive uh, ever. In fact, more often than not, it was like, oh, I'm going to ignore how janky that looked and just keep playing and pretend I didn't notice that. Batman slowed down to two frames per second to deliver that punch. Uh, or like, oh, that person is just eyes and a mouth for a second. I'm going to pretend I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, to me, like, it's consistent and it's solid. But at the same time, you know, it's it's definitely jarring. There are times where I'm playing it and I'm just going, what am I looking at? Like, this is just a little... It's a little weird. I'm just watching things transition from one scene to another. And sometimes it works well. And sometimes it's a bit much. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's interesting. I think I am going to download it and check it out. You also said you play some uh, no man's sky with that new update. I uh, almost played the the word is it plays insane on the, on the deck. And I meant to, and I just didn't have time to grab it before I left. But have you messed around with it much or seen the update? I played it. I I only giving it a quick mention because they did do a big update to it uh, because I haven't gotten to anything that's necessarily new. The closest thing to something new that I saw is that usually in No Man's Sky, like clockwork, you know that once you leave atmosphere, there's going to be a small asteroid field around a planet when you leave Mm -hmm. uh, for like gathering resources purposes. Those are gone. Uh, or at least the first planet that I was on, it's not there. Instead, it's a few asteroids that have, like, you can scan and find more mineral-rich ones to target. Mm. So it's cleaned up space because as a feature, they've added thicker, denser uh, asteroid fields on the other end of the game. Okay. So I think they're trying to make that more of a unique feature so it's there isn't one around every single planet you leave. Um, there's definitely a bigger focus on capital ships. I mean, that's what the update basically is for anybody that hasn't checked it out. Like they want, they want to be a little more star Trek. So they're making it easier to navigate those ships. They're making the big capital ships more compelling. They're giving you a crew, more stuff you can do on it. Um, I just, right now I can't speak to any of that stuff cause I haven't seen it yet. Mm. So mm. it's, you know, uh, it's worth checking out if you're interested in No Man's Sky. I'm going to probably get in and and try it and just sort of see what's what all is there. But I haven't gotten to any of it yet. Nice. I'm curious about that. Um, I may try it as well. We can talk more about it more next week. Um, Bo, it's too funny. I noticed one of the games on your list is Dirt Rally 2, which I also play. I played on the deck. I assume you played it in VR. Um, I played it in VR. Dirt Rally 2 is my favorite racing game. I don't know if I've mentioned that on the show before. Oh, good. I have questions. It's my favorite. I'm sorry. Let me put it this way. It's my favorite serious racing game. I think my favorite racing game series is the Forza Horizon stuff. I think 5 is incredible. 4 was great. Um, Paradise was amazing. Burnout Paradise. Like I, I like. I generally more am inclined to like a racing game that's not taking itself too seriously. But for those that do take themselves very seriously... 
Rally games are the bomb, and Dirt Rally 2 in particular. Freaking love that game. Anyway. All right, so what's the deal with the British guy yelling at me the whole time? So you ever know, when you ever, I don't know if you've ever seen any kind of rally racing of any kind, even when they crash. Nope. Okay, nope. so it's a sport. always it's a, a British guy. It's a real sport, and there's always, he's not always British, but there's always a guy in the seat next to you, sometimes mm-hmm. in the back, depending on the car. And he's got like a, a clipboard usually. And even like back in the Sega Rally games in the arcade back in the 90s and stuff, this guy is there. And it's part of the sport. So basically, his job is like your, your wingman. Um, you know how snipers will have a sniper spotter that works with yeah. the sniper? Yeah. Think of him as that. So he's there going, uh, straight then right long turn tight right okay long run jump uh caution because there's a water thing or whatever he's basically right. telling you here's what we know about the course i'm letting you know ahead of time where these things are again you listen to me and i'll make sure you're prepped for everything and that's also why they put up the, the icons like here comes the tight turn here comes yeah, the whatever and it's yeah. and it corresponds with what he's saying so you can turn that dude off, but it's part of the sport at a very. No, I left it on. Level. It's part of the immersion because, like, I definitely didn't like it, but I think I, I have to get educated on it. I don't know what hard cut or don't cut turn left hairpin. Yeah, it's a special language kind road. of. I'm like, <laughs> so this is jargon. I don't know all the jargon. Yeah. I also don't know how to do anything it, like <laughs> what the proper thing to do is those know games, where the gas is. these games dude these, I, okay these look I, i'm playing in vr right, right. and it's like the rally so you have four legs of the race i'm in germany mm-hmm. starts at daytime but your damage carries over between legs of the race oh yeah you fix yeah you gotta and be careful I, I the last the fourth leg was at night in Germany, in the forest, and my headlights are broken. Yeah, so it's pitch black. Yep. I'm no, I'm just cra- I'm constantly crashing and getting put back on the road. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and I'm in VR, so it's just pitch black. And I'm like, I went into the options, and I had to turn the brightness and contrast all the way up and cheat my way to the end because I got frustrated after 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, is this the game? It's just gonna let me hang out in the dark and not finish the race. Yeah, so that's when the Slender Man found it, it. It is very odd, I admit. Um, but the game, but this is what I'm saying it's about true to life. If you don't have headlights at night like that, you're going to end up in a ditch. Yeah, like it takes itself yeah. very seriously. And basically it puts you in a position where you may have to retire this, this race and then go back and like, you know, re- regroup, which is all again, part of the sport. Cause so much, there's even ways to make the damage even more hardcore. So if you do enough damage to a right front tire, you're going to pull right the entire race. And there's that happened to me too, it. though. I was yeah. pulling right. I'm like, a, Within it's, 20 seconds of my first race, I'm like, oh, my God, my car's damaged. And you can like, pull that stuff back. You can un, you can yeah. option it out if you want to. But but real ra- rally racing, this is part of kind of the minutiae of it. No, Basically, my, the my way I... The competition kept me in that mode. Yeah. And what I, how, this is how I feel about rally games in general. And I mean all the way back to like 2D garbage rally games back in the day. The reason I love them, I think they're my version of Dark Souls. Um, and, and the boss is the road (laughs) Mm -hmm. because the road is so unpredictable. And especially in these newer games, the physics are so crazy that you, you really have to just like, okay, I I can't hit that corner that way or else I am going to launch and ruin everything. And so there's this precision tapping the brake, tapping the gas, slow way down, get a good, uh, slide going in the mud, but knowing I can't do that on the road, like that's, so this is my question for you. Like, I guess I have gameplay questions since you're so good at it. Well, I don't know if Which I'm good. Which is like, yeah. well, when it says like three and turn left, like, does that mean you have to be in the third gear? Uh, so some of that is referring to gears. I don't know if it's third and turn left. I think it's 
Like it'll say a number and it'll say like four left, then five turn left or right. You know, like so I'm like, does it correspond to what gear I'm in to take the turn smoothly? Yes. If you if you are in auto if you're if you're in manual um auto, you yeah, I didn't choose. do manuals, but I figure I have to learn manual because it's so hard to match the I mean, I wouldn't, you don't need to match to win. Like you can still do really great without matching that stuff perfectly. But yeah, he is there to tell you, you should probably be in fifth gear at this part of the race. And so if you really want to get crazy, you can do that with a, with a manual uh, transmission. I always do automatic because I'm not that crazy. Um, I think if I had a whole setup. Is handbraking used or is that just there for fun? Oh, I use it all. I use it all the time. Okay. Uh, Because I like handbrake myself into the stratosphere a few times <laughs> it's like yeah i have no muscle memory on it. i'm just like Wee! it's yeah. not mario kart i'm i'm bad at dri- i'm terrible at driving games okay it's like by far my worst genre oh robo in the chat's yeah. probably correct he says it's not the gear it's the severity of the turn that's a good point right so but having that information means like there's something i should do with that information that's like five left i'm like I just I turn and I'm into the rock wall. Oh, you like, know what I, I just I, realized? You probably don't get in VR. You don't get the indicators on the. No, you do. You do get the. Oh, indicators. you do. Okay. So I see like that. There's a turn severity. Yeah, it's like red. And it's but tight. like you know, like I know there's hairpin turns, but sometimes it's like hairpin turn. Don't cut. I'm like, what's cutting? <laughs> I think they mean don't I, cut. You can't cut the. You can't cut the edge of it because there's it's either a wall hard wall there or if you do you're gonna get disqualified or, or docked because if you run over the the cones or whatever's there you're gonna get dinged for that all right. so there's all that yeah stuff. so like it's just like i feel like i have to watch a youtube video on how to how to, how to drive um properly because like on i've done like 12 races and then so let's just i'm gonna stop talking about how much i suck at this game but like I've done 12 races and my best placement was 28 out of 30. Like I, I, most of the time it's 30 and every now and then I get a 28 and I'm like victory. So sweet. But, yeah, like, yeah. but I spent all this money on repairs and I'm not making any money pretty soon. I'm, I'm just not gonna be able to fix any of my cars. Well, plus repairs um, take time. They cut time off your, your run. So if you say, well, well yeah, I'm gonna, but like yeah. I've, I've been in too many situations without headlights or wheels. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm very, very, very bad at this game. Um, How's the immersion but, though? Like, is it immersive? But the point of playing it was to get a VR yeah. sense of racing, yeah. and I got to tell you, man, like, who wants to play a racing game in non-VR after getting to that? Like, <laughs> even though it's not specifically designed for it, the feeling of being in the countryside, like, yes, it looks like a video game, but you know, I see, I see, I, I look to the left, I'm like, oh, there's a hot air balloon. Oh, it's beautiful. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's just more for the joyride part of just like zooming around mm-hmm. and. and I don't drive, so I don't get much of the driving experience. It's like, oh, this is what driving's like. Yeah, and it's you a be- it's, it's a beautiful it's, modern game too. It looks really pretty, and I imagine it's very nice. I mean, VR. it's it's a little. I think the fidelity lowers a bit because in VR it needs yeah. more juice. Sure, like you can't set it up to ultra. It's definitely there's some. Yeah, it, I think things in VR don't look as high fidelity in VR as they do like on a screen. I'm sure yeah. it looks gorgeous on the screen. Yeah. Um, but you know, the sensation of movement and, you know, is real nice and dry. Like it's just power sliding or handbraking into the turn. Going oh, yeah. rear, you kind of feel like a badass cause you're like in there and you can see your feet pushing the gas. Mm-hmm. You see your hand turning the, the hand crank and stuff like, or the handbrake it and shifting gears. Like it's really cool. Especially I, I did a practice race where I turned all the bad stuff on. Like I made it super muddy and made it super rainy and it's all the rain hitting the side and then your windshield wipers cleaning it off. And you're just like, 
were just racing around. It was it's awesome. Yeah, it's so much fun. Like definitely, cockpit games are great in VR. Oh and yeah. Like I think overall, overall, I can say with certainty at this point, like if you're playing a game and you're in a cockpit, it doesn't have a lot of the nuance of movement of your arms around. Like they work really well. They give you a real sensation. Yeah, um, I agree. So, and also, it's fun. just they're they're not only immersive, but they give you a point of reference for movement that the people that get sick in VR tend not to when there's a cockpit because there's like this right because the movement's still limited. You're turning left and right. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I I I just think it's um it's really a lot of fun to play those games in VR and 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 I wanted to only I download it so uh, the context is Steam is having a VR fest mm-hmm. festival, which means a lot of the games are on sale. So I went, oh shit. I got to try things. Let me look. And I kind of got lost in a rabbit hole. I downloaded like 40 demos. I still haven't gotten through them all because I, I launched Dirt Rally as my first one. Mm-hmm. And I planned to play for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I spent a whole day in there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> racing's fun. Yeah. Like, even though it's crashing and sucking, I was like still enjoying immensely the idea of like racing a car. It yeah. was like, it was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, so that's, uh, you know, I almost felt like, I was playing with a controller. I imagine controllers ideal over mouse and keyboard. Um, oh, for, for sure. A driving it'd be even, game. It'd be even but better. I found myself wishing wheel. I had yeah. um, uh, like a wheel, wheel and stick and, and all and, that. You know, yeah. Oh man. You know, so like for the full immersion effect, because it would work really well. At least the steering wheel would work really well, right? Yeah. And, and that kind of thing. But no, I, I was. It was a great experience. So I played a lot of that. Nice. That's um, awesome to hear. It's too funny. We both played that same game this weekend. But, yeah, that, yeah, it's kind of random. It was on sale too. I I got the whole thing for fifteen bucks Canadian. Oh, geez, that's great. It's part like part of the sale. Like game like so. The other game I bought, the big one here, mm-hmm. um, Half Life Alex, half off. It's oh, normally seventy nine ninety nine Canadian. It was down to like thirty three dollars or something like that. It was like over half off. Yeah, I took the plunge on the overwhelmingly positive, uh, probably best in slot VR experience that you know, by reputation. And I'm here to confirm it is awesome. <laughs> it is like a must play for VR. Um, I've only gotten to chapter three of 11 chapters. Uh, it feels like, so here's, here's the big thing about um, VR. I think having played a lot of it now, I think VR in f- the far distance, isn't that impressive. You know, when you play a game, like you play Zelda or Witcher and you look off into the distance, like it looks cool and stuff. VR doesn't enhance too much. You know, you might see the mountains move at different depths and it makes an effect, but it's not really wowing. What's really wowing is what's like within, you know, a few feet of you. Like you get really close to things. Most VR games don't have a lot of fidelity to them Mm -hmm. in that close space or a lot to do. Like it still has movement and sensational things, but Half-Life Alex is really rich in sensory experience even though it's a crappy post-apocalyptic one, like you'll walk into a room, like I walked into a room and, and I found a floppy disk mm. and I picked it up and it was like 50 games for $5 or something on there. And then Russell, who's the guy in your ear, he's the man in the chair in this game is like, Oh yeah, I, I, I remember those back uh, in the old world. We used to have a thing called the internet and we would play these games on our computers. Like, cause you know, we're in some other realm and he apparently downloaded the internet into this new realm. And there's this whole deal about this floppy disk you pick up. You don't do anything with it, but there's a lot of like just junk to pick up. There's a little camera with a hand crank. There's VHS tapes. There's all kinds of little shit in the world that like you making, make it a rich VR experience that you don't have in any other game so far that I've played. Sure. And I love it. You can play this game seated. So there's a crouch and stand button. So you don't got to, you can do the stand up, walk around 
which I get lazy and don't always want to do. This you can play perfectly seated. You can orient. You can smooth control, and then aim your gun. The gun aiming. First of all, the hand mechanics. So. You get these things called Russells, which mm. is named after Russell, the NPC that you're going to get to know. Sure. Um, but the Russells, they have like a telekin- telekinetic hands. So you, you, you can flick things to you like Jedi Force style, like, but it's like science, like, you know, half-life science. Uh, so you target something and then you flick it and then you catch it. So everything that – all the pickups, you don't have to get down on the ground, pick it up. Let me just pick this up like – Battle Sister was like that shit. My ammo's on the ground. I gotta like lean over and pick find the up. ammo and pick it up. This yeah. is just like Bruk. you use science to flick it and then catch it and then throw it in your backpack. And then when it's time to change your weapon, you take you take your ammo and you clip it in, and it has all this like this button presses that make it satisfying to change your clip out. Mm. And um, then you have this multi tool, and multi tool opens up these cool puzzles that are 3D and you got to move these energy beams around to unlock things. And I met the head crabs, folks. They're scary <laughs> as shit. I, I literally had a heart attack at one point because the way they introduce head crabs is you think you see something and the guy's like, what was that? And you're like, wait, what? There's something here? And you hear the little squeaking of the head crabs and they're hiding in these little boxes. And so you're getting used to picking up items on things and moving boxes around, moving corpses around. Sometimes you move like these corpses. You have to grab the corpses and get them out of the way. Yeah. And then, you know, a little box moves. And says, oh, shit, it's a head crab. <laughs> and it's like, it's basically like a Resident Evil, you know, experience in that moment. They're typical of Half-Life games. This really immersive. I cannot recommend this game enough. I've barely gotten through it. Mm. But the world, like, there's there are these, um, you know, it feels lived in. Like, you're making plans, right? So you actually look at a chalkboard and it has a bunch of plans on it. And it's not just some generic art. Like, someone went through great trouble to make, like, something unique. These, like, alien sketches and stuff like that. And I met a Vortigan when I ended it. And the Vortigan in 3D space is awesome, dude. Like, you can stand right up next to it and see this one eyeball guy just going, blah. It's the Alex. Alex, I need you to help me. I don't have my brain. So I, you know, he just talks in this really crazy alien way and you're like, he's right in front of me, this Vortigan. Like they did such a phenomenal job out of any of the VR experiences I've had mm. that I'm just like, oh shit, this is, this is amazing. And what's just so sad about it, cause gaming's were in a state where it's something cool, you can share it. And like, if you stream it or watch the video, you do not get the sensation yeah, of the having yeah. it in 3D space at all. Mm. But it is, it hits so good. Mm. And the controls like are feel like this is worth the $80. If you were to spend $80, you were like, even at three levels, I'm like, I'm getting, you know, a full price, loved, well-made game. Mm. Um, it is so good. Mm. And the I shooting's good. You can upgrade the weapons. I've only got one gun and I'm in love with it. And I'm just like, I can't wait to see what else is in this game. And the areas are legit creepy. I, I'm like, oh, there's the, the head crab guys, the zombie ones where they're already on the guy's head and they're lumbering around and they're just so, like they smash the windows and you can smash the windows and shoot through the windows. Like the environment has a lot of um, immersive, emergent sort of stuff in it. And Is Alex oh, voiced or is she uh, silent protagonist? She's voiced, yeah. So okay. you'll be chatting with um, Russell and the, the story, the plot is... Eli Vance gets you guys all get kidnapped by the combine. Mm-hmm. Um, you break out. Uh, Russell breaks you out, but it's Russell's such a great character because Alex would be like, "Oh, you saved me, but you didn't save my dad." And he's like, "Well, you guys were in trucks that didn't have windows. I was trying to save your dad, but well, looks like I saved you." <laughs> wow. So 
that's what's happened. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And he like, to give you your gun, he's like, you're going to need a gun. Uh, don't worry, it's empty. And he throws it and then it hits the car and a shot rings out. And he's like, now it's empty. <laughs> it's empty now. <laughs> like he's just such a, like a harebrained uh, wizard engineer. Yeah, this is one of the first rooms when you're starting to like first get the plot in here. Now the levels are small, but it's okay because you're spending a lot of time in them. Like just enriched in the world like it isn't like a first person shooter on a console where you're racing through it so you end up you know it's like i didn't even look at that poster there's a missing cat beatrice like there's so much detail the 10 commandments of the laundry room i didn't look at any of this stuff in this room that you're showing by the way on on, on the live stream i'm like i have to go back and play again and just look at stuff sure is pretty door, My gosh. door handles work the way you expect you have to hold them you can even close them when there's like a combine i'm like oh shit let me close the door a little bit hopefully they don't see me uh, people look 3D, the voice act. It's a Valve quality game for sure, like 100%. Do you ever run into I don't know Gordon? if I tell somebody, like, rush out and buy a $3,000 PC and then get a headset and go <laughs> ahead and play it. <laughs> yeah. But if you find yourself there or part of the way there, then you should definitely do it, right? Like, yeah. it yeah. is a good-ass good, ex- good ass experience. So uh, I'm really looking forward to spending more time in this game. It's I just play it. It is a bit stressful. Like it is, it is actually a tense game. I would put it on a res, you know, like a Resident Evil adjacent. Like, oh, where's the freaking head crabs? Well, that's, <laughs> like, I don't want to. I why still I, don't know what it's like to have one land on my head, and I. That's don't why I've held off. I, I, I'm, you know how I am. I'm terrified of yeah. scary video games, so I've been holding off on. I actually have it in my library. I just haven't launched it because I'm scared. I think it's just like with Half Life games, there's that stretch where the head crabs are stressful, and I think it's going to transition to combine stuff and be less stressful. It's just. The head crabs are particularly gross, you know. Do you ever run into Gordon Freeman? Do you ever around? Uh, no, not yet. But I've seen uh, a Vortigan like alien sketching that looks like it's you know there's a guy there's a weird figure with a crowbar and I'm like oh, well, clearly they're shit. prophesizing Gordon. So it takes place five years before the appearance of Gordon Freeman. I think it's five years before. Oh, weird. So it's sort of a prequel. Um, yeah. So I've seen a bit of that, but no. Th- right now the plot is you're saving. Your your dad uh, Eli Vance says Alex and yeah, uh, interesting. Oh, and you know yeah those floating um, what do they call them the the floating cameras that the go and drone things yeah. people yeah yeah so so on Twitter there's like those robot dogs with the the, the shotgun on them that, oh yeah the, the video been going around yeah I'm like. I immediately thought of these things. <laughs> like, like yeah. we're not living. That's not like science. This is like a science fiction game. And I'm like, oh no, these exist now. This isn't science fiction. Like, uh, we have drones that you can pop a camera on. All we need is like a two way. We need a center filled with a police force, and <laughs> those drones can go around and be like, "Sir, you've just jaywalked. It'll be a forty dollars fine." Please. Like, like it's. I'm like, this isn't science fiction. It's so chilling to be in in first person view and. And looking at those things, it is. I've loved this experience so far. So uh, big, wow. big, high big praise. Let me playing more. Yeah, high praise. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, and even just the the movements movement works really good. It takes a little bit to get used to some of the controls, but overall, like, yeah, uh, sick, sick game. Probably nice. the best game I've played this year, honestly. So wow. Far. Okay. I, I like this a lot. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> so that's uh, it for the big news of my gaming week. I did get in and start playing Bayonetta because mm. Bayonetta 3 is coming out and I'm kind of hyped. Yeah. And that game's, it's dated graphically a little bit. Like it's low res, low poly, but it is pretty fun. There's like a lot of like Mortal Kombat style combo moves, I guess, in it where you can do lots of different things. And it's just nuts. Like, yeah. you know, you, you punch through a portal and you, this big drag hair, dragon made out of your hair comes out and kills the boss. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
It's what really happens? great. I, I like that game. So far, I'm liking that game quite a bit. The plot is also nonsense and all over the place. Your sidekick is basically a penguin-looking Joe Pesci guy. He's like, <laughs> hey, I'm Italian. Uh, you know, and he just does all the most cheesiest Italian like gangster like tropes. Like, he, we're going to put one of days in the mug. You know, like, he's just like, he's just so stereotyped. Like, it's it's almost like distasteful. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'd so like Bayonetta is actually, so far I'm really enjoying playing that game. Uh, it's kind of sort of easy, but it's a fun experience. So That's great. Played that this week, played some Heroes, got my Zero Tool on, having fun with that. Oh, Got you. back into Hades, pushed it up to heat level 19 or I think 19. Jeez. I had a good time in Hades. I went to play one run and I ended up playing two days. I, I got lost in that game. <laughs> Hades will do that to you. That game Hades is so is good. A, it's so much fun to play that game, man. Make that my game of the year every year. Yeah, yeah. So Hades played all some the time. Hades. Uh, and, but the big thing was I got really sidetracked the Steam VR sale. So I have 40 demos. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to get to them all. But I, I got. <laughs> I was about to blow my pocket out. And then I remember Scott saying, don't blow all your money on co- cocaine and hookers. <laughs> uh, and I was like, okay, uh, I should probably just download demos. So I'm like, let's download demos. Yeah. And there's a lot of sweet demos waiting on my hard disk for me to try. But both Alex and Dirt Rally kind of just sucked up all my time in the VR headset. Uh, that's great. great. I love it. Um, you're making me uh, want to play these things. I'm and, <sighs> Alex scares me. Though. I mean, Alex is the big, Alex is the highlight of the week for sure. I, I just I don't know why I was trepidatious because like VR games, it's like VR games are kind of like a lot of it is the novelty of being in VR, right? You're like they're not as great of games as you could get on your flat screen necessarily. So how much does the novelty outweigh playing on the flat screen? But Alex is like. Oh no! This is a kick-ass VR game. I am immersed in a fictional narrative, and and just feel really involved uh, in what's going on. Just even opening doors, like you have to get into this quarantine zone. Unlocking the doors is huge metal. <laughs> oh, and like the health pods. I didn't realize this, but there's like a weird worm in the health pods. Oh. And so when you go to heal, the worm, which is alive, gets squeezed all the juice, and then it dies. It gets squeezed out of it, and the juice is what heals you. But in VR, you're like, oh, what's, oh what is, what's in here? And then to unlock a door, there's like, um, there are these worms that are also desiccated, but yeah. like it's like an old door. So like rats have got in there and died. Weird. And, the, and there's like human teeth in there for some reason. And I'm like, I got to rotate these things to open the door. But it's, there's all this gross shit in the mechanism. I'm like, ah. Weird. Like it's, it's really good. Alex is like 10 on 10 deserves it's overwhelmingly positive it is probably the best thing you can do on vr game wise yeah it seems like they've um, set the standard with this thing in terms of narrative games yeah, nobody's yeah, come close yeah. since or before yeah, so. so far loving the shit out of it um and uh yeah the only the other thing gaming wise i did was i finally got that last achievement and banished so i'm now 100 percent banished <laughs> Hundred percent banished. I forgot uh, for when I first saw this. I'm like, banished, banished. Wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah, it's an ancient city builder. Bo has played forever. It's it's my it's my favorite city builder game of all time. And uh, there's one more. Che- I'm just sad I don't have more to do. That game. I think that software developer has just gone AWOL. I don't think he's making another game. Like, yeah. There's this one game and it's great and I love it. And I got the last of the achievements. Nice. So. Well done. That's great. It's always good cool. to go back to your stuff that you haven't finished. Nothing wrong with that. 
All right. Well, that's what we played. Big meaty show today, everybody. Meaty. One last thing before we yeah, go. go ahead. I know it's gone long, but the show has in fact gone so long, and I saw that you retweeted this, that we have an update on Marvel Snap that literally happened while we were oh. doing the show. Yeah. Maybe we just stream uh, 24 hours a day. So yeah, we that we just, yeah, we'll just keep up with keep these changes. Keep everyone up to date. Yeah. Uh, but basically, in regards to it, because... Uh, we have a, a post from Ben Brode saying earlier this week, we shipped the latest release of Marvel snap to players and launched in New Zealand and Australia. With that release comes new monetization feature. We wanted to introduce and test Nexus events. It's clear that a lot of you are disappointed with Nexus events and we hear you. We missed the mark on this internally. We're having discussions around next steps and how we connect on your feedback. We're here for the long run and focused on creating a great game that is fair and that you'll love. Stay tuned to hear more from us. So, All right. So no immediate I'm, decision, I'm, but you know, yeah, th- I'm saying this because people will tell us, but a couple quick thoughts that doesn't do anything for the people that you tested this on that gave you their <laughs> hard earned money. Yeah. I'm sure they really appreciate being a test audience for a monetization feature. And two is not a commitment of any kind to any actual change. So, but for the people that were going to write to us and go, Ben Broad addressed this. Uh, we know we, we know saw we it. just read it. I'm yep. curious what they will actually do. Yep. Oh, well, we'll cover it next week, guys. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you next week how things go, and we'll hear about I like, somebody. I who, like Ben, and <laughs> I like. I want to play. Too. I want to yeah. play Marvel Snap. So. No, Ben's a good cool. guy. That's the thing I know for sure about all of these things, including Wyatt Chang with uh, with Diablo Immortal. These are good dudes who want to make a good game. They're at a they're at a place where that's their job, and that some of these other implementations don't actually come from them. I don't want to throw yeah. them under the bus necessarily. I I don't know no. for sure that for all I know they're all sitting around conniving, but I know they're good people who want to make a cool game. So you know, yeah. we'll take them at their I, word. That's, that's the tough thing when they're out there being the community leader but someone else is making the shit decisions then they're the ones that get yeah they get drug in they get with that it. energy it right like, yeah. the actual people should come out publicly and own their decisions instead of throwing those people under the bus if that's the case good way of putting it exactly all right uh that is going to do it for today's very long show we hope you enjoyed it though i know i did i had a great time tonight and uh probably will after i post the show i will eat and then i'm going to go lay in bed with a steam deck on my chest so that'll be good dick <laughs> <laughs> I just caught it up. Okay. I better put a steam deck on my chest. Steam deck on your chest. Yes, indeed. Uh, But in the meantime, I'd like to encourage all of you at home who like our content to go and support us over at patreon.com slash core show. Many have, and many still will. May you be one of them. Probably. You just have to go check it out, read about the benefits and hop in. That's patreon.com slash core show. How else is Bo going to buy his next VR game? Right? Get in there. Get that done. (laughs) <laughs> uh, frogpants.com slash core is our website talk to the court gmail.com is our email address and if you'd like to follow us all on twitter you can find Bo at Bo Schwartz John under John underscore Jagger I'm at Scott Johnson and the show is at core pod if you want to watch us live we're here every Thursday at 5 p.m. mountain time at twitch.tv slash frogpants hey John it's hey. kind of a beast but do you want to sum, old lady sum up what we play uh, there, there are too many games to discuss I, I will simply say this and leave <laughs> yeah, you all with you. this with the amount of games Scott has tried this week on the Steam Deck it really puts him in an upper echelon of knowledge and uh, experience with the Steam Deck what we like to call around here an upper decker <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did okay well here's a substitute for your voice here <laughs> 
Are you two heading for Las Vegas? All right, may as well be. <laughs> may as well be, John. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We hope you have something fun to play this week in between uh, now and the next time we meet. Uh, but that'll be soon. So we'll see you next week. Have a fantastic one. Bye now. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. My money's on Lucifer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.